0: This was pathetic.
1: <laughs> Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday,
0: July 18th, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 218.
2: This is No Agenda.
0: Providing the best legal high on the interwebs. And coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West. Here in the People's Republic of Southern California.
2: In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And the show, by the way, is still in beta. I'm in northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's
3: Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning.
2: (laughs) Hey, hey, in the morning to you, John. And in the
0: morning to you and everyone listening and all the ships at sea. And all human resources. Hope you're ready and charged up because the government needs you for power generation. Oh, yeah, there's
2: a battery story floating around. Yeah, of course. We'll get to that.
0: How you doing, John? Once again, we have succeeded in not speaking with each other since the last show, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. It's that mutual. <laughs> it's not that I don't love you. It's just I love you more when I haven't spoken to you in a while. Now I know it's Mickey and I that have been keeping in contact. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, all the girls here. Yeah, yeah. Confirmation on that. So um, to start it right off, John, just before we get to anything, I'd, I think we should all get into the mood here on the show. And uh, of course, there was that crazy story about eye dosing that we talked about on Thursday.
2: Yeah, and the resultant, uh, and as a result, we got a slew of mail—a ton of mail people well, I know, it works and they have examples of where it goes back in history and this is nothing new and it was so sold at the sharper image or something you know it's well i remember the answered.
0: sharper image glasses and earphones which cost like 350 bucks now it's like i'm thinking to buy that that looks stupid uh and i guess it's part of its binaural recording which i don't really understand the technology behind binaural is it just a, a way of phasing the two channels or how
2: does that work I don't know. <laughs> Come on, John. You're supposed to know. You know everything now. All of a sudden, I don't you know don't, that. I mean, it's some something something wacky about it is all I can tell you. So um,
0: I got an email. Well, one of the many emails. I think this one. I can't shoot. Of course, I can't remember who it was from. Uh, there is an iPhone app for that. So, no. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I have hooked up my. Uh, my is that iPhone? the one that
2: spins and looks like a disk spinning like they're going to hypnotize you? Remember you, you have that on your iPhone? You push Yeah, the buttons. yeah, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, that,
0: No, this this is uh this is actually a uh, uh, binaural audio only. Let's let me let me find it here for a second. And uh what is it called again? It's called uh, Idoser. There you go. This apparently is the one, John. And what's great about it? The app itself costs uh 4.99. It's too high. Well, it gets better than that because, well, first of all, this is, uh, so idoser.com, binaural wave, brainwave doses, and you have to, uh, here, idoser.com makes no medical, uh, psychological, physical, or otherwise claims to the effects of these binaural-based stimulated experiences. I accept, yes, okay. Now, so they've got a couple of, um, they've got a couple of preset uh, binaural uh, thingies in here, that come with the app, um, like Reset, Brain Plus, Anti-Sad, Confidence, uh, Inspire, Sleeping Angel,
2: no. But then if you scroll... Sounds like a meditation. uh, It sounds like something you find in the open, you know, one of those uh, local newspapers that shows all these courses (laughs) and howling and things like that.
0: Right. But then what's interesting, they have what's called in-app purchases. Uh, which is so, some, which is something new uh, Apple now has we're done. Talking. Yeah, yeah, uh, in-app purchase. Oh man, everything's blowing up here. Um, and so there's here's the ones you can buy, and you tell me when to stop. Lucid dream, astral projection, out of body, divinorium, first love, orgasm, adrenaline, cactus buttons, green absinthe, poppies. You're supposed to say stop oh stop poppies <laughs> let me read the description here uh it's a 15 minute program it's the joy plant a naturally occurring oh, i can't even read this analgesic hey. analgesic harvested as a analgesic, latex analgesic harvested as a latex from ripe papaver somiferum that causes euphoria, euphoria, followed by a sense of well-being and a calm drowsiness or sedation. Breathing slows, time reverses or stops. The world is a haze. I'm like, that sounds good. This is
2: basically <laughs> heroin.
0: Stops. This is heroin. So do you mind if uh, we all get stoned for a second and we'll do a, a massive experiment here and see if it really works?
2: I would, I would uh, welcome it
0: Okay <laughs> Alright, so if you're listening to this uh, on uh, speakers turn up ca- down- caution, caution, caution <laughs> Yeah, caution You may never be the same We're going to fire up the program here And uh, let me turn up the volume mm. You don't have your headphones on, do you? Hey man, don't, don't mess up my experience Oh, you're not
3: hearing it, right? Hold on.
2: That's probably messing up everybody's experience. It's a guy blown into a jar. Be quiet.
0: say if you turn it up really loud in the headphones it it does like affect your head that's for sure Hmm. but i i don't know if it's uh i don't know if it's doing (laughs) anything for me (laughs) let's just listen one more second here
2: first it sounds like somebody taking their wet finger around a rim of... of yeah, uh, a glass, uh, doesn't a glass. it? Yeah.
0: Hey, I do feel kind of a little queasy. Oh, notice. Stopping a dose that is playing is not recommended. You Uh-oh. will not have processed the full sequence or achieved full effects. Do you still want to stop playing the dose? Uh, I think we should, John. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's... it's
2: can't it stop up it, man. With this stuff i can't stop it man it's too good five bucks i will probably make about 20 million dollars <laughs> no wait the
0: poppies was an additional 399 oh you had to pay extra yeah for the poppy sound yeah of course I mean, you don't just get poppies for free dude uh, I don't Actu- know. actually Look that for a bit torrent actually that high um so it's 499 plus the 399 for the in-app purchase is only $1 less than an actual dose of heroin. <laughs> In Salt Lake City, $10 is, uh, is, the, is the current going price for,
2: uh, for a bump of heroin. So, I don't know, man. I, I think we should go for the real deal. Yeah, but you could use this more than once. You can't reuse the heroin. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, so, um,
0: if, it, yeah. if that affected anyone, let us know.
2: Well, since people want wine and food reporting... There you I go. Gotta, <laughs> wasn't it Wasn't that it? I got to something. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was it. Mm. Uh, Youssef's Hummus. Okay. It's not bad. Yousef's Hummus? Where do you get it? Yeah, Costco? I don't know. where I had it. You know, I have it in the refrigerator, and I don't know where I bought it. Now, the uh, which says something. But anyway, the uh, people out there who like hummus... Yeah. Probably have discovered. I mean, if they ever had real hummus in, you know, in, made by an old lady in the basement in a Middle Eastern restaurant <laughs> in the Middle East, yes, <laughs> real hummus made fresh daily. Yeah, know that you can't get good hummus in this country. No, but there's stuff that's, that approaches it, and I the one I always liked the most was Sabra, which is a, n- a national brand. But Sabra, you, they refuse to use olive oil in their hummus. They use a soybean oil and it, it bugs me but they have their, the texture and everything down uh, so this Youssef uh, uses olive oil so that's your tip of the day oh thank you very much
0: uh, eric the shill says he got hard from uh, our little experiment
2: there so it, it did something i'll let that one pass <laughs> uh, do we have any executive no producers we have no for this? executive producers what? for the first time in six months it, it's really yeah, people either didn't like last week's show or they found it boring. But you know, we get the feedback is the feedback we get from our shows is the is the is the donations we receive in the weeks or the week that follows. And obviously we did something wrong. We got nothing.
0: We, but, but hold on, I'm opening up the spreadsheet. We don't have anything. Don't we have any donations? No, we
2: have some minor donations, but the executive producers began at $200. We have nothing above $100. And that's only a couple of donations from some regulars.
0: Wow. wow. So
2: who do we put on the credits for executive producer? We, we're going to credit ourselves. We're the executive producers. Wow. Well, that's not okay, John. No, I know. So we have to, we have to deconstruct last week's show or last... But or a last lot
0: of people sh- like last week's show. I got a lot of email well, from people I saying, saying I like last liked, week's show.
2: You, you must have encouraged them not to donate then. I don't know why. Holy crap. So last week's show, the way I see it, Based, I mean, people can talk all they want about liking something or not liking it. We liked it. We had, yeah, we, 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 had a, we had a good time. We entertained right, ourselves. you have to go with results. The results is result-oriented, and right. this got nothing.
0: Okay. Well, crap. I hope you got something good for this week, then. No. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> Here's one for you. Um, I do believe that uh, we had a little uh, touching of the button of the earthquake machine. Now, we've had a lot of quakes in the past couple weeks around the globe, and I've... uh, Yeah,
2: what bothers me is that this is an earthquake, in another area where there shouldn't be an earthquake. Yeah, which was basically the Washington, D.C. area. And it's interesting because it's not, you know, in some of these areas we get these, you know, because people are drilling for uh, or doing the cracking, the earth cracking, so they can get natural gas out of the earth, and they're screwing everything up and creating these minor earthquakes, but... I don't know of anybody that's doing that in the uh, Virginia, D.C., Maryland area. Yeah, the center was Rockville, Maryland, and I used to live there. Rockville, Maryland is where a lot of spooks live.
0: I used to live there. Uh Um, Now, here's what I found interesting. Um, First of all, the president was about to do his uh, BP well-capping announcement that morning at uh, 9 a.m., Uh, Along with the announcement, because, man, we had our um, our our show was on Thursday. I was telling everyone that it looks like by Friday they were going to ram through this uh, financial reform bill. Protect Consumer Protection Act, which, of course, only empowers the Federal Reserve, the private banks uh, to take uh, hold of the economy. And uh, they did it that day. Like I hadn't even uploaded the show, and the bill had already passed. It was like, "Oh, pff, we're done. Get it. We want the Friday off, or whatever." So the president was also going to um, uh, hit hit the lawn to talk about that. And it, you, you'd almost think that it was like a little warning, like a "Hey, make sure you do it right." Barack, and then when the president was asked at the press conference, oh, "Mr. President," so first question, "Mr. President, did you feel the earthquake?"
2: "No, I did not." "Like, oh, really?" <laughs> he says he didn't feel it. Maybe he didn't. Uh, there's a lot of earthquakes you don't feel. Yeah. Hmm. And maybe he doesn't know what an earthquake feels like. There's a possibility it's from Illinois ap- after all. Yeah.
0: So, well, anyway, I I just found the, a lot of coincidences in uh, in the entire occurrence. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not always saying that this, that earthquakes are are made by the machine, but we know they exist. We know the Secretary of Defense, William Cohen, testified that they exist, and that he was afraid of them, and we needed to be able to combat them. And, uh, well, there you go. Wow. Yeah, you've documented this. Yeah, so 3.6 magnitude, which is very small because they also changed the scale from the Richter scale to some we other do, to scale. The,
2: what, we don't know what the heck it is, yeah, scale. so
0: we don't even know what feed, even it like. We don't even know what that we don't means. A 3.6 a 3. might have been a, a 1 on the Richter scale. So it I'm, could have been a 10, for all we know. <laughs> we really don't know. Someone suggests we should make Mel Gibson the executive producer. (laughs) Which is funny, you know, our meme kind of, or I would say my meme of, in a way, defending Mel Gibson is kind of catching on. I'm not the only one. Now some mainstream media is also saying, hey, you know, give the guy a break. Hold on a second.
2: Yeah, but that doesn't, none of it amounts to a hill of beans unless someone got him the word. Yeah,
0: what we really want
2: is we, we want him to admit that he was on Chantix.
0: And uh, and that's why he was so outraged and insane. Everything points to a a clear case of it.
2: Yep. So there's a uh, interesting uh, interesting situation developing around the, uh, Oakland in particular. Um, somebody pointed out the possibility exists that uh, there's a there's been a decrease in crime all over the place. And the analysis on some level is, and you're seeing this in a lot of the big city urban areas. And it's not because of the policing or anything else. Because in Oakland, they're laying off 80 cops and they're actually lessening the policing. In
0: fact, I, I, from what I understand, they're saying in Oakland that, w- you know, we can't afford the police force. So we're not really going to go after all crimes, but we will continue to write tickets. <laughs>
2: oh, <yeah. laughs> it's like, t- t- tickets, that's, no it, problem. it's easy money, easy yeah, money. Yeah. And, they, you know, they still have the onerous parking laws and the rest of it. By the way, you know, San Francisco is the worst city in the world. I've said this a number of times, and you would agree with me. For parking, and, uh, yeah. So they have these parking. Now, everybody in the country, for some unknown reason, has taken out parking meters, and they're putting in these electronic systems. Yeah, the ones with the
0: scanners, so they know exactly how long you've been there.
2: They have in San, That's a, that's the extreme case, and that's in San Francisco. In San Francisco, they have uh, they not only put in a system that you you have to go to this corner or some this kiosk, and 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 the way it works in San Francisco, your your parking spot has a number. You go to a kiosk and you punch in. Uh, the number of your spot, and then you throw money into this machine. And then uh, the machine also has a sensor on it. So if you go back and feed the meter, because they don't want you staying around for more than two hours. I mean, the original reason for parking meters was to keep the traffic. Keep it to, flowing, right? And keep, keep it, it moving. Flowing, keep it moving. Yeah. And it never became, the, the idea was never that it would become an income source until some bean counter said, you know, we can make money with these meters. And so uh, more recently in San Francisco, for example, you get three minutes for a quarter. So if you had to load up, if you wanted to stay an hour, you'd be or a couple hours, you'd have to be. You'd be throwing quarters in by, like crazy, and by the time you get the last quarter, and you've already used up the first three minutes. Right. Okay. We know we know about your peeve. What's the okay? Point? So now the other thing is, so they've decided they've, the problem is if these meters fill up with quarters. You know, they just clog up. So now they got these cards you use, and they don't want you using money at all. So then they took the damn things out completely, and they've got these kiosks. And unfortunately, in San Francisco, they use a really crappy LCD screen so if the sun hits it you can't read the damned lcd to know what the hell you're doing <laughs> and then of course kids come by now with a and spray s- and can, scratch it or mess they it up or they spray it or, or whatever in oakland those in, damn kids in oakland and berkeley they use the system where you put your money and then you get a little chit, little p a receipt comes out that you put on your dashboard right tells you what time you can leave right anyway but in san francisco they got these now they got these sensors in the embedded into that this this is what how many millions of dollars is this costing the city and if you take a look at some of these you know some of these areas where they've installed this stuff there's nobody parking there anyway
0: right john you hate it i get it what's the point Oh, I don't know. I lost my... <laughs> it was a, you were
2: going to say something about Oakland, and then you're oh, on parking right. meters. So it appears as if tr- cr- crime is down. In fact, in San Francisco, crime is down, too, and everyone's kind of baffled by it. Play the clip, One Less Homicide. Oh, hold on, I wasn't quite prepared for that. One less homicide coming up for
4: you, sir. Meantime, San Francisco Police Chief George Gascon says a community policing strategy has led to a drop in crime. The strategy is called zone enforcement. That's where officers are deployed to neighborhoods where there's been an increase in crime. In the first six months of this year, there was a 10% drop in violent crime compared to the same period last year. Property crimes dropped 12%, and there was one less homicide.
2: You know, there's no zone enforcement in Oakland, and their numbers are way down, too. Everybody's numbers are down, and now people are thinking that what you normally have, like, gang violence, and now it it seems as if everybody is, like, getting ready to riot. It's the calm before the storm. (laughs) No,
0: I disagree. I think that they've now successfully put enough uh, fluoride in the water... Um, the aspartame that's in everything today probably has something to do with it. I, I think we're just uh, we're dumbed down. I, you know, I think we're just lethargic. I don't, My I prediction don't know.
2: within the next 12 months is there's going to be some massive riots. And we, if they don't happen, then you can throw, throw that comment by, of yours back at me. There's going to be some massive rioting going on in the uh, uh, in the big cities, big, big all, riots. All cities? No, just the ones that have issues.
0: <laughs> okay all cities is what yeah, all cities, all cities. Except, <laughs> seattle. <laughs> except seattle there's no one in seattle you go to seattle you walk around like where is everybody there's no there's <laughs> no one there on the street i don't get <laughs> seattle okay well that's a good one um we'll look at that i i personally i really believe that people are just completely dumbed down because mainly because of the additives to the water that's the whole point is keep the populace yeah, they quiet
2: all they want hmm Hey, something- riots riots, my friend okay and you're right gonna be right in the middle of it
0: no i have no problem i'm up at the top of the hill and i'll be shooting everybody away i'll be boiling oil and dropping it on them it's great
2: being up here in the hilltop watchtower yeah well i'm sure it's i you have a nice view
0: a really weird story in the telegraph john uh headline mystery trader buys all of europe's cocoa
2: yeah i read that too I, i'm skeptical
0: do you think that's maybe just a, a planted story to jack the price up or did it, I mean, it sounds like it it's a it's, it would sure jack the price up wouldn't it i haven't checked the price but the purchase it says was enough to move the entire well there you go entire global cocoa market sending now i'm sorry here it says sending the price to the highest level since 77 triggering rumors and intrigue in the city Uh, It's unclear which person or group of traders was behind the deal, but it's the single largest cocoa trade for 14 years. That's big, and and this is the actual physical beans sitting in warehouses in the Netherlands, Hamburg, London. uh, Not in, yeah, London, Liverpool. It's uh, total value six hundred and fifty eight about a billion about a billion dollars. But they don't know who thing did is, is.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's got to be just this, uh, I don't know, who is this person? You yeah. think someone would be able to reveal that? <laughs> this
0: is what I don't understand. How come they can't track this? Where's the transparency of the market? I mean, it, these, are, these are open trades. Can't you just go and, and check the tape?
2: Well, most people, with a Bloomberg terminal, you can usually find out everything. Well, how come no one ever seems to be able to track this stuff? It's the same thing when we had this bad reporting. I think if I was on that beat, I would have already had the guy's name. Somebody knows who it is. Hmm. And all you have to do is ask around.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's the mystery and intrigue in the city line, I guess. (laughs) Like somebody knows. Yeah. So along those lines, here's a a fantastic report to... producer Matt sent this in. I guess he subscribes to some uh, uh financial newsletter. And uh, there was a huge well this is just fantastic. It's from uh, Agora, I think is the name of this uh of this report. So of course we had Goldman Sachs who were sued by the SEC, uh a civil uh, suit and which was settled uh for what was it like half a billion dollars, 550 million dollars. Mm-hmm. But listen to the timing and listen what happened. So in the report it says uh, five uh, in five minutes on April nineteenth, in the wake of the SEC's civil complaint against Goldman Sachs, uh, people holding one uh, people holding put options on Goldman Sachs made about 140000 percent 140, return, and they've got charts to back this up. Now, as it turns out, those the the number of puts. For Goldman Sachs in April was ex- extremely high, one hundred and seventy. We're talking like ten times the volume, as if someone might have known that the civil suit was coming. And then on uh, Friday, uh, options expiration Friday, I might I might add, which is a big deal in the in the options market. There were uh, actually the hundred. It was twenty times. Uh, the uh, the normal amount of puts sec announced uh, goldman was settling the case for 550 million dollars and there were 150 goldman call options another huge volume way off the scale of anything that's ever been there and of course goldman ticked up immediately so the the scam is so apparent that everybody knew, A, the SEC was going to file suit, so everyone was, and then they knew it in advance. So they bought all these put options, which is basically a gamble against the stock going down, which it did significantly. And then by the, and then on, on the expiration date of the options, when they knew that uh, Goldman was going to settle, everyone bought call options. We're in the wrong game, John. You're actually surprised by this? Oh, I'm surprised no one else is reporting it. Th- that's what I'm surprised by. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. I mean, well, come
0: is, on, isn't it so obvious? And the SEC, they leaked it. They're the ones that know.
2: Yeah, well, the SEC. Let's face it. We've talked about this to extreme. They're are incompetent or corrupt or both.
0: And and I and I'm not sexist or anything, but all these women who are running the show at the SEC and the FDIC, they're they're jackasses. And they've really messed it up, and there's just there's no good. And it seems to be a lot of women in these positions. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Well, tell it's not good. Tell me this. So we, Batman. Uh, tell me this, Batman. So the uh, it's it's happened. It's through the Federal Reserve Empowerment Act. Uh, all it has all it has to happen now is I guess the president has to sign it. So that'll probably happen Monday. So they're sharpening up the pens. He always has to use twenty of them, so everyone gets a little a little piece of history there.
2: Uh, and then, but over- it, by the way, that has got to be the, the the biggest joke. What is the point of this show where the president or who you know grabs a pen and signs it B? Yeah, then not grabs even pen, it's it's a. one circle of the B. Yeah, right. One little notch or something on his on his on his signature, and so everyone gets a. Call. Oh, that's the pen that he. This is the. This is bogus. He didn't sign anything with this, these pens. <laughs> well, you actually see him signing. He's he's making marks.
3: <laughs> he he, has if he a, took he has and a
2: signed his name with a pen, with a pen and gave that pen to somebody then I think they would have some historical interest. He didn't interest, even, yeah. by the way, not value. Yeah. But the, to do this one pen after another game, it's it's a show it's like show business. It's bull it's bull crap. Sorry.
0: It's okay. So uh, this is past and I I didn't expect it until Friday as I said earlier. And then on Friday, I'm watching C-SPAN, which is what we do so you don't have to. And there's three new governors coming on to the Federal Reserve Board, which uh, who were nominated back in March, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, just, and, uh, and of course, if you read the, uh, and I did, if you read this bill, which is supposed to protect consumers, but what it really does is every... Every paragraph, it's, uh, oh, the Board of Governors will determine, the Board of Governors will set up, the Board of Governors will oversee, and the Board of Governors is, the, is bankers, typically, who sit on the Federal Reserve Board, which is a private organization of banks.
2: Well, I guess, I guess they got the last laugh
0: on Ron Paul. Oh, my God. So, here's who, uh, who's coming in. Peter Diamond is... Uh, Why does
2: that name ring a bell?
0: No, I think I think I thought Diamond Diamond, but that would be Jamie Diamond, and this is Peter okay. Diamond. Uh, so he will be uh, uh, and so, so these are nominations and they have to be they have to be confirmed by the Senate. A <laughs> big deal, another show to go through. It's not even on C-Span one, it's on C-Span two. that's how unimportant it seems to be. but these are like Supreme Court justices. It's a 14 year nomination. So the, and, and three are being changed right after this legislation is, uh, has been rammed through? Hmm. Uh, so Peter Diamond, oh, according to this article, high quality by any standards, an MIT economist, several important economic theorems to his name. He will pre- prove to be very useful in a crisis, John, if only for his ability to figure out the best course of action because he is an expert in behavioral economics. Oh, <laughs> I don't like the sound of that <laughs> behavioral economics. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, monetary policy from him is uh, unknown. Then we have Sarah Raskin, a regulatory specialist, currently Maryland's commissioner of financial regulation. We we'll have to see how good Maryland's doing. Monetarily, she is something of an unknown quantity, though the odds are she would tend towards the soft money wing on the Fed, and what that is, I'll tell you in a second. And then the third is Janet Yellen. This is the uh, the hearing that I actually watched. President currently of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, which m- I might point out is, again, it's a part of the Federal Reserve Banking System. It's The bankers. They're bankers over overseeing bankers. A little conflict there, maybe? Mm-hmm. With 30 years as a monetary economist, three years as a Fed governor in the 90s, six years at the San Francisco Federal Reserve, She's unquestionably qualified. Uh, she's married to uh, George Akerlof, who's a Nobel Prize-winning economist. Uh, bottom line is, they are all for inflation. All three of them. They all feel that inflation has to go. We have to jack stuff up.
2: Yeah, th- I think there's, uh, I think there's a good argument for that. Personally, how much
0: inflation do you think we're going to have? We're going to see with because they basically control the inflation, right? They they can. They print, could. They can raise interest rates. They can print well, money. You well,
2: know, the idea, the long-term thing is, uh, you know, if you can really crank up inflation, then you can pay off all your debts with cheap money. I mean, that's one of the things that. That's why the Chinese aren't don't want to see any sort of inflation. But you know, we're in the throes of a depression. We are in a
0: depression, I would say, just not recognized um, as such. The
2: throes, yeah. Is anyway, so we're in a depression, and uh, the get to get inflation. Uh, during a depression is pretty difficult without you know you can have issues i mean they in germany of course when they in the 30s they had uh, uh the, the weimar republic they had the ridiculous uh, hyperinflation and right. it, w- it was out of control where were by people who were having to you know carry around the wheelbarrows full of money to uh, pay for things like a loaf of bread which is kind so, of the way it is in zimbabwe now Zimbabwe's got hyperinflation, and Brazil has had hyperinflation in the past. And how about Japan? I don't know of any hyperinflation in Japan in its history, to the level that we're talking about, which is really... You know, in Brazil, the hyperinflation was... Your money was worth less by the afternoon. (laughs) When I went there the first time, it was during this era, and uh, I was told to keep all my money in dollars and only... Cash the dollars in uh, for to buy something at the very last minute. <laughs> okay. So that's the you know. So but
0: just, but inflation basically hurts us. Everything gets more expensive, but we don't necessarily immediately get higher wages.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things that you. That's the typical effect. Unless it, unless the, you know what happens is you get a bunch of labor contracts that come into play during a hyperinflation era, where where you uh, essentially uh, ratcheted automatically. So you do get higher wages. Uh, it's always going to trail, though. You would think. Yeah. But the point is is that uh, it's not a situation you want. But they, but they, what they would like, I think, is not that anyway. I mean, I, that's that would be ludicrous. Uh, but what they'd like is, uh, by the way, talking about the Zimbabwe, we haven't gotten any trillion to 10 trillion. We'd stop getting the sample bills. I still have 100. 100- Billion, I think. I have no. You have a trillion. A trillion, I think. right? Uh, something like. I that. I have the same bill. It's like it just, I think we lost our listener that was getting this. <laughs> he's, he's dead now. <laughs> he's, he, died he's he died of hunger. He died of hunger. So um, they would like to get it to crank up a, <clears throat> a little bit because it's. Um, well, essentially, because the- we've got the, the interest rates down at the at the bottom of the of the scale, so there's no control. If you if we go into a deflation. Uh, thing there's nothing you know there's i don't know don't, i just think they, 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 it's easier to control if you get like some sort of controlled inflation around three four percent it would be nice they think
0: so uh, a couple of things changed in this bill at the very last minute which was not aired on c-span i might add they had these you know they had these committee meetings and oh so here's the bill all right let's uh, sign it quick before anyone can read it remember we we're supposed to put bills on the internet for three days whatever happened to that
2: Oh, that was just another another political lie.
0: So uh, they have uh, in the bill. They've decided. Yep yeah, we've got we've got to tackle the derivatives issue, because as the president himself said, we have him uh, on record. We played it on the show. The total derivatives market, which of course is a huge pile of fake, uh, is six hundred trillion dollars. It's probably more. It's probably a quadrillion. But let's just say six hundred trillion is the real number. Uh, they're going to uh, start curbing this stuff and they want to change it. You know, all this talk about we have to make it over the counter so it's trackable with an exchange. Well, they're going to do that. Do you know when, John? 2050. No, 2022. You were close enough. Oh. <laughs> 2022, 12 years from now. It's like, yeah, everybody who's there
2: now, they don't give a crap. I didn't know this. This is very funny.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, we'll do it in uh, 2022. Yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. do
2: issues with this derivative stuff. We got to do something about it. Yeah, okay, we'll do something we'll about it. We'll do it, it. in uh, 2022. I, let me look at my actuary tables. Yeah, I'll be dead two years by then. So let, me, let me see where, uh, where yeah, I'll have time in 12 years
0: from now when I'm yeah, in, still uh, to be made. in Paraguay, rich.
2: <gasps> so um, it, it, this is this is just funny.
0: And no, I don't know I don't
2: know where, where's the. You know what gets me is I don't know why they and they, every time anyone brings it up they they skirt the issue. Why didn't they just reinstitute Glass Steagall? That's the situation. Another, another thing they about. could have done.
0: Yeah, they didn't do that either. Yeah, they could have done that. Was that would have been easy to do in this.
2: But no, here's here what it used to be. We we, Clinton repealed it, by the way, got rid of it. Let's uh, put it back in play.
0: And if you listen, if you listen to the president's speech, it's all about oh, you know, these horrible companies who are gouging the consumer uh, with fine print you can't read and credit card fees. Yeah, I remember that. And meanwhile, it's it's. The majority of the bill is is all about protection for the banks, and what it's going to happen is they're going to squeeze out the little banks, the little small community banks. They're going to get hosed because the bankers are now in charge, and they they run. Was is it really true that sixty percent of our GDP is banking,
2: <laughs> is uh, I, financial that's, services? That's pretty pathetic. Yeah. So
0: we're doomed.
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't understand it but that's just the way I mean these guys I think it's almost like people are just a sinking ship and so people are are looking for the lifeboats and uh, creating these phony baloney bills to protect themselves. themselves. I mean this is the same yeah. kind of thing like I mean this all began in my opinion with Sarbanes-Oxley which was the f- which showed that you could do this. I mean Sarbanes-Oxley was a bill which is by, by partially responsible for, for ruining the economy. It's a bill that does nothing more than protect. It's a protection bill. It's a, it protects public accountancy. Uh, certified public accountants are, are now, uh, they can just do whatever they want because they're protected because of Sar, Sarbanes-Oxley because they got their tit in a ring during the Enron and MCI and all these other things. Yeah, crazy because they were approving they- all of their financial statements and they were basically lying. Yeah, and so and so they got blamed, and a number of firms got busted and shut down, and you know Arthur Anderson is gone, and uh, so what you so they said, what are we going to do to did, we can't have this happen again? So they came up with this crazy law which protects them. It's all it does, and it puts the the you know the, 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 the burden on the company, the burden on the company, mainly the CEO and the uh, and the uh, board, right. So they have to be, basically you have to be your own accountant and then you just have to, then you have to give these people money to sign something at the end of the day. They don't have to do any work anymore. It's ridiculous. So I know what we're doing
0: wrong. We shouldn't be telling people that the financial meltdown is going to happen. That's why they're not sending us any money to support the show. They're holding on to it. <laughs> like, screw that. And then... Uh, <laughs> oh, God,
2: this is my last dollar.
0: <laughs> and there was a great article in uh, in Bloomberg, which I actually missed. It's from two weeks ago. Remember the United Nations came out with a report that said that a lot of the uh, a lot of the money for the from the banking industry came from uh, drug money, and that actually that that's what helped stop the complete financial meltdown
2: well by the way now'm going this is an alert for the uh, no agenda book club people uh, If you ever get the chance to watch this, I have a copy for you or I may have given you a copy of a uh, documentary called Cocaine Cowboys. Uh, It runs every so often on the independent uh, networks. And uh, Cocaine Cowboys actually brings this to light even more than anything you're going to possibly say because all the banks in Florida apparently were funded as uh, money laundering operations in the 70s and much of the 80s because of uh, drugs. So um, Bloomberg Markets Magazine
0: in its August 2010 issue reports How Wachovia and Bank of America laundered uh, drug money—hundreds of millions of dollars for uh, Mexican cocaine trade. Yeah, and you know, I'm like, you know, it's like I sent three thousand three hundred dollars to my European PayPal account, and it got frozen because of you know, and now the Swift regulations, and you know, the little guy can't send anything anywhere because you're tracked, and you're, and you're god knows you know your phone is tapped oh i might be sending money to terrorist organizations and we ha- and now the united states can see all of the financial transaction records of the european union that got signed Wh- into
2: law which by the way kills me it's <laughs> hilarious how did the europeans put up with that
0: <laughs> they don't give a crap they're not they're not there for the people the people don't even know this john they don't even know this uh, meanwhile uh Wachovia admitted it did not do enough to spot illicit funds in handling $378 billion of Mexican currency exchange houses between 2004 and 2007. Yeah, we've got to do a better job. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we gee, uh, I can't believe we missed that. I can't believe we, we missed that half a trillion Oops. dollars. This huh? is, and Bloomberg is reporting on this. The banks are, are whitewashing, laundering drug money.
2: Huh? <laughs> oh, who knew? Oh, oh. A, uh, well, we've, we, I've talked to our vice presidents about it, and they're, now they're, they're paying yeah we, attention. Yeah,
0: dude, yeah we're going to change all that. We're going to fix hey, it. It won't
2: be happening anymore. We're, we're going to follow the
0: rules. Bank of America takes its anti-money laundering responsibilities very seriously, says Shirley Norton. A spokeshole for uh, Bank of America. <sighs> and, you know, can't someone go to jail? Just say, if, if someone went to jail, I'd at least feel a little bit better about it. No. Nah, that's not going to happen.
2: No, if it was a small banks in South Florida, you know, they, even then, I don't think, if you saw that uh, documentary, I don't know of anybody. Cocaine went to Cowboys? Jail, they'll, they'll fight you, yeah, Cocaine Cowboys. Great, great, great documentary. Well, I
0: remember, because back in, this, this must have been uh, 80s? 70s, Most, I think this is
2: the late 70s, mid-80s, something like that.
0: Because I remember Doc McGee, who was... Uh, he's now manager for Gene Simmons, which is kind of sad. He's on that Family Jewels uh, reality show. But he, at the time, was one of the biggest managers in rock and roll. He was managing Motley Crue and Bon Jovi and uh, maybe even Ozzy Osbourne. And he got caught smuggling 5,000 pounds of marijuana into Florida on his Learjet, <laughs> which is like... I don't know what type Learjet it was, but that, that must have been heavy. And uh, so he didn't go to jail, but instead the judge said, well, I'll let you go, but as a part of your uh, your, your get-out-of-jail-free ticket, you have to do a number of anti-drug, anti-alcohol concerts.
2: And oh, that, I thought you were going to say he has to do reality TV. No,
0: well, no, this this is 1988. And that's how I wound up in Russia, actually, because they had the Moscow Music Peace Festival, Um, which he organized, and this is before the wall came down. And so we went on a plane from Newark, New Jersey, with those, you know, like Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne. We stopped in Germany to pick up the Scorpions. And then we did this uh, show. It was like 10 days at uh, Lennon Stadium in Moscow. But the funniest thing was this plane, which was a a chartered plane, you know, like a oh, like it was like a DC something, like a cigar tube, really long and very uncomfortable, particularly for that flight. Everyone was hammered. It's like, this was the anti-drug, anti-alcohol. Ozzy Osbourne, I will not, will never rid myself of him standing in the aisle because the, the lavatory was occupied and he's going, Sharon, Sharon, there's someone in the loo. And Sharon, by the way, was this fat little pudgy English chick with bad complexion and, uh, and Ozzy couldn't get in the bathroom and he peed himself right there, right in the aisle. You know, like a six-year-old, a huge stain in the front of his pants. It was just unbelievable, and that was the get-out-of-drug-free ticket that uh, Doc McGee put together, and everyone was hammered the whole way through, and then uh, Bon Jovi's doctor on the way back was handing out Halcyon to everybody. It'll help (laughs) help you sleep. I'm like, oh, that'll help me sleep. I was messed up for two weeks. I was suicidal almost. So anyway, the point is, end users of drugs are stupid because the real game is uh, up at the top there. Yep. Yeah. Right there, where the poppies are grown and protected by the agricultural division of our armed forces. Yeah, of
2: course we can moan and groan about this till hell freezes over. It doesn't make a bit of difference, and obviously nobody thought much of our show last week. So <laughs> can I say? Hey, sweet. Yeah, I got an interesting one. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I picked up on uh, uh, apparently they're running out of material on Meet the Press. Uh, well, so they played an old Meet the Press show f- from 1953.
0: Uh, and did, about, do you notice the format of those early shows was very different, where you had two desks, and you have a desk on one side, and that was the press, and then you'd have a desk on the other side of the studio, and that was the person who was meeting the press.
2: Yeah, and they were getting grilled. Yeah, and it was cool, and
0: now it's like, hey, let's have a little powwow, we'll have a little round table discussion.
2: Yeah, I know. And they never call anybody on anything. I mean, I remember the time that uh, Cheney was on some years ago, denying this and that. And they oh, said, so, well, you said, no, I didn't. I never said that. Oh, OK, whatever. And then they went off to the next topic. And then, of course, John Stewart shows Cheney, you know, a clip of Cheney saying exactly that whatever it was and, and then showing him denying ever saying it and that you know which is actual real yeah real reporting there Hello. real reporting That's as good. opposed to this 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 kind of thing script so um uh I'm just you got a, clip, you got a this clip clip. for this yeah i do it's elizabeth bentley she was a uh, elizabeth bentley turned herself into the fbi and i don't need a little background she was a soviet spy uh, we didn't know that there was such a thing. Apparently, the way she tells the story, as, as Soviet spies, as Soviet spies, and during World War II, they were in this country. And it turns out that she uh, turned herself in in 1945 to to become a government. A spy for the FBI, or maybe even a double agent—nobody really knows. But whatever the case was, she uh, implicated uh, something like 150 federal employees for all working for Stalin, <laughs> and large, large part of the House on American Activities stuff and a lot of other things were all catch up, because once it turned out that she was right. That there was all these spies in the government, uh, everybody panicked, and they was you know. Then you had uh, McCarthy hearings and all the rest of it, and everybody got paranoid and thought there was a communist under every bed. And it's large part to this woman. Anyway, she. Uh, it, what's interesting if you look at look her up on Wikipedia, they mentioned that she was uh, part of you know she was. The, she turned herself into the FBI, and apparently, the FBI at the time was in conflict with the OSS, which, which was is the, the, pre- first
0: CIA, the precursor to the CIA.
2: The precursor to the CIA, because, because she had identified numerous people in OSS that were Soviet spies. They were very deeply embedded <laughs> yeah. in our intelligence agency. And uh, so the FBI wanted to take over all intelligence gathering. You know, They didn't want there to be a CIA. They wanted to do it because they said you can't trust anybody.
0: It sounds so much like this is a bunch of grown-up children who just were still playing Green Army men, doesn't it?
2: Well, you can play the Elizabeth Bentley thing. It's, it's actually kind of interesting from a historical perspective. This is from 1953 on Meet the Press.
4: Our guest on Meet the Press, ladies and gentlemen, is Miss Elizabeth Bentley, former Soviet spy.
1: <laughs> Can you explain how you got away with so much for so long and how others got away with it for so long? Were you fellows so clever or were we so dumb? Well, I would say it was a combination of the two. For one thing, Russia was considered our ally and presumably the intelligence people were concentrating on the Germans. For another thing, I don't think Americans in general knew too much about communist espionage methods. They simply didn't expect that sort of thing. And for another thing, the Communists worked very hard and took a lot of precautions to keep these things secret.
3: When you went to the FBI in 1945, you said cold, I believe. What was your reception? Were they surprised to see you? Did they were they credulous? Were they incredulous? Uh, were they did they doubt your word, or did they accept you as a bona fide spy?
1: Well, at first I couldn't tell whether they believed or disbelieved because they were extremely courteous but noncommittal. But later, I was told about a month, I think, after star- I told them my story, one of them told me that they had been checking frantically and that they were amazed at the accuracy of it.
3: Had they indicate they'd had no knowledge of your work before? Was it all brand new to them, do, do you think? Well,
1: now, they wouldn't have been likely to tell me so you that. You could
3: tell by the expression on their
4: face, couldn't you?
1: No, because the FBI are good, trained intelligence agents, and they keep poker faces.
4: Three years after her defection, Bentley, who became known as the Red Spy Queen, testified before Congress and gave evidence of widespread Soviet espionage in the United States during World War II. The Russian spies sent home
0: this week appear to have uncovered little of value during their time in the U.S. (laughs) And
4: we'll be right back. (laughs)
0: Uh, You know, (laughs) that's so funny. I want to be introduced that way as well. I am Adam Curry, former Soviet spy. That's a great. That's, that's great. So I like it that, That's. A, didn't you hear the beginning of the report? <laughs> yeah, no, it was pretty. Yeah. Funny. Our guest
4: on Meet the Press, ladies and gentlemen, is Miss Elizabeth Bentley, former Soviet spy.
0: Yeah, Mister <laughs> Adam Curry, former Soviet spy. I'm gonna get business so cards made. Bye. That's nice. So, uh, so of course they had to they had, they had nothing to no guest. Everyone's off uh, in the Hamptons and uh, or at uh, Camp David, and so they so they just pulled out. So, oh, this will relate. Yeah, they do a little yeah. database search. Spy. Um, spy, a spy, ch- spy.
2: There's a bunch of services apparently that have cropped up recently, which are being used by Rachel Maddow and Olbermann and Stewart to some have, yeah, have the old uh, all the old archives. People have have finally cataloged these things. Yeah. You know, the old the the archives of video because you know video is difficult to catalog because it's video. You don't. Have, you know, there's not a not you can't do a word search. And, yeah. Yeah. So people have had to document these things to an extreme and now they have keyword searches and you can get clips from like, you know, the mid fifties to right to the present. And so you can put together some pretty funny things if you, if you just want to get clips from, you know, guys saying stupid stuff.
0: So here's a a relatable story about the the whole spy thing. Um, The uh, Weekly Standard is coming out uh, on Monday with a series, a damning series, I tell you, about the uh, intelligence community's expansive use of contractors since 9-11.
2: Yeah, I've heard about (laughs) this. This is a story that's been developing for the past year or so.
0: And so, of course, you know, I think the the number one thing that you might not want to do if you want to have a real tight intelligence community is use contractors. (laughs) It doesn't
2: seem like a really good policy. I know. It's, it's just to save money and to do less ten ninety nine. It's not to save
0: money. It's to waste money on jabroni
2: friends. Who, yeah, oh, I'll set yeah. up a little. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. no, like the rationale is to save money. Yeah, I mean, right. If somebody asks you why you're doing it, you say, well, it's saves oh, it saves money. Well, everyone knows it doesn't
0: save money. Everyone knows it's just to, to funnel money to your buddies. Everyone sets up a little consultancy. That's all these guys yeah. who are appearing on CNN and Fox and... You know, they're all former those, CIA, this guy, former yeah, CIA intelligence uh, consultants. Yeah, it's not a big joke. It really, is a big joke. It's it, and we still, and that's why these spy movies. You know, we've got. Uh, of course, we have uh, Angelina Jolie coming out with Salt, which is. Uh, I have to say that is still kind of the best timing with the whole Russian story. So that you know, the whole Russian spy story. that's still, and that movie is not necessarily a slam dunk. So maybe she needed a little bit of promotion there. Yeah, Um, she probably did. Oh, and by the way, uh, we were trying to find out if maybe a James Bond movie was coming out, and it turns out that uh, the latest James Bond movie was canceled. However, there will be a new James Bond video game with all the uh, the actors are doing all the voices, etc. So, uh, so that so that you know the Russian spy story. Well, there's also going to be another
2: Jason Bourne movie. Oh, of course. That's uh, the script's been written and approved apparently, and the uh, same guy who wrote the other Bourne movies, um, and who curiously did the uh, uh, Michael Clayton movie. Anyway, this guy's got the fourth movie out, and that'll probably pick up the slack because it's a spy kind of. But he's like a consultant if you think about it. Mm. You yeah, seen you, totally,
0: guys? totally.
2: Um, Maybe sets up shop. Maybe the, the, the fourth born movie actually sets up shop as a, an accountancy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so as we start to move into uh, the end of this uh, first hour, Columbia President Lee Bollinger is joining, uh, as this article states, the drumbeat of those proposing to fix the news. And on July 14th, in a Wall Street Journal op-ed, Bollinger says, hey, you know, we really need to do it now. And, and you can just watch out for this, because we're going to have a media czar in Washington very, very soon. I'm not sure who it's going to be. And it would be funny if it was Rupert Murdoch, because that would only solidify my assertion that the Democrats
2: uh, run Fox. Even yeah, it's, it's funny, but he wouldn't take the job. So, anyway.
0: so he's ta- he envisions the future of American journalism as a mixed system. Part public, part private, <laughs> because you know uh, what is the quote here? Uh, we can <laughs> trusting the market alone to provide all the news Ooh. coverage we need would mean venturing into the unknown, a risky proposition with a vital public institution hanging in the balance. This is the this is the biggest What's crock it, this I've is ever. Double heard.
2: talk, double speak.
0: Well, of course it is, but this this is the guy. is a Columbia University. This is a professor trusting the market alone to provide all the
2: news coverage we need yeah well columbia's done everything they can to screw up journalism in this country and i suppose why would they stop now
0: uh, but isn't that the isn't the columbia school of journalism the yes the, the number one school of journalism in the country so you watch we will have a media czar obama will create the uh, will create this position and we're going to have uh, the the absolute ministry of truth it's it's really happening and and we're still kind of laughing about it. Double speak, 1984, Orwellian, but it's actually happening. And 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 you and and, and and well, yes, you predict riots, but everyone's just sitting there, aspartamed and and fluorided into submission, like, well, uh, like aspartamed, aspartamed and fluoridated into submission. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever, media czar, yeah, that's good
2: so if well, yes. yeah. <laughs> With or without the aspartame that's the way they're going to react you know there was a report about aspartame
0: oh, where was it this was a uh, really crazy you know this whole aspartame if, if you don't know the history you can hunt around for it but aspartame essentially uh i think the company was a part of monsanto before it spun out mm, i'm not sure of yeah that. I, I believe it was But then Donald Rumsfeld was the CEO of the company that made aspartame. They were rejected by the FDA three or four times. They tried to get uh, aspartame approved. And then uh, when Bush came in, uh, Bush Sr., and appointed uh, uh, Rumsfeld into into his cabinet, all of a sudden, oh, aspartame's approved. So researchers Yeah, Monsanto
2: for... in 1984 bought G.D. Surly and the aspartame business became a separate Monsanto subsidy. You're right. Okay. The NutraSweet company. So let me just... Uh... Monsanto. It sold it uh, to J.W. Childs in, in the year 2000. So the American
0: Journal of Clinical Nutrition concluded that pregnant women who drink a liter of light soda or lemonade a day that has aspartame in it have a seventy-eight percent increased risk of giving birth prematurely before the thirty-seventh week of pregnancy. Seventy-eight percent—that's ridiculous. Pregnant women who
2: drink this stuff should be taken off the market for that reason alone.
0: Pregnant women who drink just one glass of light uh, products daily has have a thirty-eight percent increased risk of premature birth. There's also hmm. all kinds of other studies, studies about. Uh, um, it lowering testosterone in men, which would explain why you and I are so gay, John.
5: Hello.
2: <laughs> hey, you cracked up the room here. By <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this I th- but this shit isn't everything. Door, otherwise, I sound like a, a soprano. You but know, this shit
0: is in everything. It's in
2: yeah. No, it's got to go.
0: It's 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 really really. And this is just one study, but yeah, this seems like a pretty serious one. So here it is it was approved in uh 74 in the EU in 1994 and they've uh, they they keep doing these studies and and you know everyone knows it's bad but it's just like shut up slave just eat your just eat your aspartame <laughs> drink
2: water <laughs> yeah but
0: drink fluoridate yourself oh hold on i we have uh, my
2: best.
3: Waking
2: up is fluoride in my cup <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, okay, if, we're all doomed.
0: If you want the real truth, as far as we can tell, and we certainly are no real journalists, but we do
2: help a lot of people pick apart what's going on uh, in the news. We help you see yes. things differently. And the, as before we go into our pitch, I want to, might as well play an advertisement segue that cracked up the family when we saw it. This is essentially. There's a new show on MSNBC. Or new. It's been on for a while. It's actually quite fascinating. Called. There's two shows on, that are running on CNBC or these or MSNBC on the off hours. One of them is the American Greed, which is an outstanding. So yeah, that's thing on. To watch. That's on MSNBC, I think. American. I think Greed. that's on CNBC. Oh, okay. But whatever, it's the same company. And the other one is Lockup. Oh yes I've tales seen tales that of, one as well yeah of jail. but anyway here's a segue of some crazy they're talking to some crazy women and the segue uh, ends the, sh- the lockup thing and goes into a Lipitor commercial but they <laughs> but it's just too funny the way they juxtapose the, 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 the outro to the intro
1: Well a lot of people don't like cops especially inmates coming up since I've been
2: in here I found out two of my friends who died in a heroin overdose.
5: An inmate on Maricopa's female chain gang gets a wake-up call.
4: A few years ago, I got a wake-up call. <laughs> a heart attack at fifty-seven.
0: This is no coincidence, by the way.
4: This is <laughs> they not a wake-up call. This is not. I got a, a
2: wake-up call. You got a wake-up call. I got a wake-up call.
0: This is no coincidence. And the funny thing is, when so you're there with your family. Can, was this when you were up north?
2: When you guys no, saw it them? was just like a couple of days ago.
0: So, but you know, everybody's it, here. But it's so, yeah. what's so nice about it is when the whole family listens to No Agenda, then you can all kind of have these little private moments and laugh when, when this stuff happens, and it does bring your family closer together.
2: Well, in a, in a <laughs> cynical way, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but still, actually,
0: it, it, it it's a, uh, we're we're a, we're, a, we're a uniters, John. We are we're uni- uniters. We're uniters. We bring people closer uniters. together. So um, yeah, it, it, even so, you're gonna get your media czar and uh, your ministry of truth will tell you what's right and what's wrong, and you'll get a wake up call, all right. Yeah, but I uh a wake up call. You'll get a wake up. You'll call. go to well. You're gonna get a wake up call, and uh, and uh, we'd appreciate it if you supported the show. Hopefully. Uh, To a higher level than we received uh, for today. Yeah, that was
2: it. It was a terrible week, and I wish people would um, uh, realize that they have to uh, uh, step up their game a little bit. Uh, We did get some people that, that. donated, uh, contributed, uh, Felix Schudel, who has uh, contributed before uh, from Zurich, $100, and Claudia Gerber, who's also contributed before from Lisbon, Ohio, $100. Ed Chavez, who uh, is contributed before, and he gave us uh, from New York City, uh, 6610, another pair of rocks on the dime for his publishing company, Vertical Inc., will be at the San Diego Comic-Con next week. Anybody going there can go... Uh, Take a look and support the morning comics competition. That's Ed Chavez. Jay Pickard, uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. F- double nickels on the dime. Uh, oh, here we go. It's your
0: birthday, birthday, no Actually, we can do uh, these two back-to-back. Uh, yes, yeah, the so, other one is Margie Lou Collier Col- so, from Wenatchee. So Jay says, dear... Crack and Buzz or Buzz and Crack, this donation's for Ma Bird, who's celebrating her third or fourth 39th birthday on the 18th. Happy birthday from Jay Bird and Cindy, and thanks, guys, for all your good work. And then uh, Margie Lou Colyar, my husband, Kevin Colyar, is turning 30 this Sunday, the 18th of July. I'd like to send him my love and wish him a happy birthday in the morning. Check out his website, Kevin C-O-L-Y-A-R dot net. Thank you very much from Margie Lou. Thanks to both of you for... For the donations and happy birthday, everybody, from your friends at No Agenda. It's your
2: birthday, yeah! And then we got another fifty dollars from Podcast for Peace from Sir Gerlock, And uh then we had picked up our couple of knighthood layaways from Laurie uh, Larry Corpion, John Petricini, and that's uh that summarizes the uh the uh slow week let's say in the middle of July. So Dvorak.org slash NA you can also go to noagendashow.com
0: or if you're uh, in a region where some of these websites might be filtered for objectionable content like the truth uh, you can go to channel slash NA and uh, show your support there as always highly appreciative of the $5 a month donations you might not get mentioned because you know the list is over 20 <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that eventually will will be what sustains us but it this I don't think we got any new uh it, now what are we doing we had a couple we're of We're going to do the yeah
2: we're going to do I got talking to some We got to go on, a, on a drive man we got to drive we're going to do a drive this next week uh, to get uh, people to subscribe to our new idea which is the 3333 subscription For the, to get
0: a mothership boarding pass
2: yeah so I've got talking to a couple of PHP guys and we're going to have some so they get when they get their uh uh donation in they get the uh, boarding pass uh, by email with a serial number. It's the serial number that's the hang-up hangup. I want everyone to have their own numbered boarding pass. Otherwise, it's not a real boarding pass, right? And and you get a
0: seat number as well, right? It's not just a serial number. You get a seat number. And no, this a, open seating. This is pretty it's, much it's like open. A, it's like a bus. It's southwest. <laughs> we're it's a the, southwest. We're the bus, southwest yeah. of
2: evacuation space. You got arcs. First come, first serve. So you come early, you get in line. You, get your, you know, you get your boarding pass. Boom, you go on.
0: <laughs> we should do it by zone. <laughs> so, okay we do
2: like well, it would be five four or five zones Then you'd be in zone a
0: zone
2: B. <laughs> i like that that's great and, yeah, and so that's the future do it yourself
0: and uh, will we be selling beverages on board john uh, no
2: our- <laughs> get to starve to death while you're on this thing bring your Free- own no not even water screw it bring your own crap actually maybe we even have that stand-up thing they keep talking about you know, seats where you're standing room only seats, which, by the way, <laughs> is bogus. But you can hold on to a strap <laughs> around your neck. But uh, but it, it is an official
0: boarding pass. They will be numbered. Uh, so um, in the event that uh, that the and let's face it, if the if the tall blondes or the greys are going to contact anybody for an escape, is going to be me. Yep. And we know that for sure. And uh and so uh, I'll say okay Either it's
2: that or they'll vaporize
0: you <laughs> It's me but I've got a thousand of my buddies and uh, they've all got a boarding card and they'll be okay.
2: Okay, that is good or, for, <laughs> former Soviet spy curry. That is good. So org slash na and uh, probably have the uh that link for the 3333 uh open uh, tomorrow or tonight and then we'll have a we'll send a mailing out to remind people. So there's this uh, company,
0: John, called uh, Weather Modification, Inc. Yeah, I saw this site, too. Well, I just want to ask you a question. Um, So there was a storm uh, a week ago, no, last Monday, that uh, pounded Calgary with hail-sized golf balls, which would have been even worse if this... Hail-sized
2: golf balls?
0: (laughs) Hail, Hail the size of golf balls. That would suck if there were golf balls. Hey, man, stop putting golf balls in the clouds. Uh, golf ball size hail, uh, which would have been worse, I guess, uh, softballs and/or basketballs, or perhaps large melons, if uh, this company, Weather Modification Inc., had not been seeding the clouds uh, at uh, twenty thousand feet. And uh, I'm not going to play the video because it's kind of boring, and it's it's almost like a like a little uh, PR thing for the company. So, you know, th- besides the obvious question is, you know, who? I guess the, the taxpayers uh, up there in Gitmo Nation, uh, Great White North, pay for this. They are spraying a substance known as silver
2: iodide. Yeah, that's the common cloud seeding mechanism. It's been going on. I remember that when that started when I was a little kid. I remember right. that.
0: Okay. And I just uh, did a Wikipedia, which, of course, is uh, the Bible. And uh, Safety. Uh, Under the guidelines of the Clean Water Act, and I believe that hail is made of water, by the EPA, silver iodide is considered a hazardous substance, a priority pollutant, and a toxic pollutant. Um, Chronic ingestion, ingestion of iodides may produce iodism. Which may be manifested by skin rash, running nose, headache, irritation of the mucous membranes, weakness, amnesia, loss of weight, general depression, general depression, chronic inhalation or ingestion. Oops, I clicked away. Uh, May cause argyria. 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 I don't know. Characterized by blue-gray discoloration of the eyes, skin, and mucous membranes. Now, that's from the silver. It just seems to me, John that uh, if this this silver iodide is considered a hazardous substance by the EPA uh, and it's being put into clouds and it is then hailing on us, I mean, is that crazy to think that maybe that's not good?
2: Well, I think that's why it's not done much in the United States anymore. Uh, I didn't know that they would... Says you. But okay. uh, uh, So, uh, but I guess in Canada, they find it. I don't know. I have no idea. I'd have to look into it. Maybe I should email the CEO of the uh, cloud company, whatever that thing was called, Weather Modification. Weather
0: Modification, Inc.
2: Let's email the CEO and ask him, what's the deal? Yeah. And let him tell us, and then we'll report back.
0: And, well, and also I'd like to know if it's happening in the United States. I would, he probably I, would know i would like the epa to respond uh, if this is okay seeing as it's uh they say that it's a hazardous substance a priority pollutant
2: yeah they're probably i'm sure there's something to do with the parts per million or something like. and, it, and that it, it can
0: cause general depression which of course is completely offset by pristique i might add
2: <laughs> so hey by, by the yeah oh, okay oh, let, oh, let's, oh. Follow, let's follow the i'm sorry what Oh brother! Why don't you play it? Here, here's the ad. By the way, I keep referring to it, but I uh, don't think we've ever played this Lipitor ad. I think I've, I've referred to it a couple of times. It's the one where the where the dad, the hapless dad, which is a theme in some of these commercials. No, this and, is the
0: one where the kid says, uh, you're
2: "Yeah, dumb. you should have listened, Dad. You should have listened."
0: John, we did this two weeks ago. You don't know
2: even... the two weeks ago one was not the Lipitor ad; it was the other one,
0: dude. You know, like you've had too much silver iodide, man.
2: You look at the the clip list and you won't see Lipitor ad two weeks ago. You'll see that other company I referred to, the Lipitor ad at the time. Okay, let's let's
0: listen to it. Let's listen to it. See if we recall it.
4: A few years ago, I got a wake-up call. A heart attack at 57. That was a rough time. My doctor told me I should have been doing more for my high cholesterol. You should have listened. You're right i'm eating healthier and i trust my heart to lipitor when diet and exercise are not
0: enough adding lipitor may help lipitor is fda approved to reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke in patients who have heart disease or risk factors for heart disease lipitor is backed by over 18 years of research lipitor is not for everyone including people with liver problems and women who are nursing pregnant or may become pregnant you need simple blood tests to check for liver problems Tell your doctor if you are taking other medications or if you have any muscle
4: pain or weakness. This may be a sign of a rare but serious side effect. My dad learned the hard way, but you may be able to do something. Have a heart-to-heart with your doctor about your risk and about Lipitor.
2: You My know, dad learned the hard way.
0: Shall I tell you something? They are hijacking the wake-up call. That's what, that's what they're doing here. So the wake-up call, of course, we're the wake-up call. No agenda is the wake-up call, programs similar to this. Even coast-to-coast coast AM is like a wake-up call, and they're hijacking it. It's like, hey, man, people are waking up to, like, uh, the evil ways of the world. Uh, let's uh, give them a wake-up call with Lipitor. Yeah, wake-up call, wake-up call, this is good. Yeah, wake-up call, but it's not about that. Uh-uh, it's about your blood pressure, Lipitor, your wake-up call. To hijack, it's possible. No, no, that's that's what that's what advertising is all about. I mean, that's uh, take uh, memes and uh, propagate them and uh, use them for your own benefit.
2: Uh, I'm talking about memes. I got another clip here that's kind of off the wall. I was watching C-SPAN.
0: Oh, no, should we just play? We haven't actually uh, done that. Here we go. It's what we do, so you don't have to. C-SPAN jingle's actually off-key. <laughs> it, it is. It is off-key. Let's not t- hear t- that t- again. Don't have to. Here it comes. c it's, it's a little uh, flat. <laughs> just, Who did that thing? I don't know. It's, our, our producers do all this stuff, man. I love them oh, okay. for it. I don't give a crap if it's
2: off-key. It's oh, great. So this guy wrote the book Racing While Black. Uh, Leonard T. Miller was on a... On a um, it was the Harlem Book Festival. It was oh. all these blacks. C SPAN uh,
0: three.
2: Oh, it's actually this was on C SPAN two because I don't get C SPAN three. <laughs> oh, okay. But whatever the case was, he came on and he ha- and he made this comment about diversity that and this is the remember this audience is all probably pretty much mostly black people. Uh and if you know a few a couple of Arabs were there, but I didn't know what the point of that was. But they, but when he made this comment, I didn't really expect him to get a, 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 a not a lot, but he got a smattering of applause and some sort of other stuff, which indicates to me that the whole concept of diversity may not be uh, rubbing the black community uh, in the right way. But listen to this
5: complaint that he has publishers uh, which sometimes could take years to find a publisher if you're unknown to get your you know first uh, book published
2: well stop for a second and also
5: just that by the way is a california black
2: accent <laughs> okay for people who don't who want to know where that voice northern stands.
0: california perhaps not southern california yeah,
2: it's, a, it's a real it's a california black anyway go ahead okay
5: and also, just to tailor on the other gentleman's question of channeling anger and, and your question, our books, we wanted to tell our stories because auto racing, African-American uh, auto racing is reinvented every seven years. You'll have uh, phony African-American team owners come into the sport, not only NASCAR, but IndyCar racing and a lot of different sports, and they'll omit... Uh, other efforts that happened before them and i'm not talking about 50 years and african-american history uh, racing history goes back to 1910 they'll omit history that happened last week so if you don't tell your story and get it out there around the world and i've had interviews in china
0: are you sure this isn't urkel <laughs> that's what he sounds like sounds like urkel
5: around the world and i've had interviews in china I've been on, on uh, Chinese radio recently. I did a book signing in China. I get questions and book sales into Europe. The phony uh, African-American team owners and efforts and all this diversity crap, our, our, our story will be wiped off uh, the map. So you have to persevere. I didn't go to school to be an English major to write books. I had a, I had a story to tell. Now, let
0: me see if I understand this. So he's saying that the history of black racing, automobile racing, is uh, is being written out or is not not being reported in the history books, and that's
2: yeah. He says it's been written off, and and every time that's why he says keeps getting reinvented. The next scout comes along, claims and Now I'm the first. This and I'm the first that, and you run into this with Black History a lot, where somebody had has been doing this in the uh, 1920s or the 19. 19- tens and they just get marginalized and because everything has to be taking place now and he kind of ha- implies that maybe this has something to do with the you know with the white uh, promotion of the so-called diversity which oh. is a modern which is a modern concept that takes you know wants to take credit for everything so all progress is a is a direct result of of diversity and all the rest and he calls it diversity crap and gets a round of applause from this black audience i mean wait what this is a little uh, sociology i'm unaware of i can't wait for the book on uh, basketball
0: where uh, larry bird is written out because <laughs> <laughs> you know that if you who knows larry bird we've forgotten about him so, ah, anyway, anyway, the it's the black is, white
2: is- red yellow who gives a crap but anyway, the point is, is that there is a underlying. Uh, there's, a, there's another subtle. Yes. Sociology. How about women place. in racing? We can say that. Well, there's always been women in racing too. That's the curious thing about it. Yeah, but meanwhile. Meanwhile. Danica Patrick's the first. Danica Patrick. She's not the first. She is. Well, no, I don't
0: think she was the first. She's the first ever. <laughs> hey, that uh, Fidelity card, the loyalty card that I got, like freaked out about on Thursday's show. This is the uh, the program in Belgium which is starting up that enables the use of your federal ID card, your registration, which includes biometrics uh, and has a, as a chip on it, and I'm sure it has RFID qualities as well. Maybe unpublished um that you can use that in uh, almost any or in many stores and i'm sure ultimately all stores as a loyalty card it, it really turns out to be true
2: yeah in fact i got a, a, a memo i don't know if you are co- uh, you may not have been copied on this from the ceo
0: oh no 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 you, you talked from a fidelity.
2: yeah and oh. he's apparently listens to the show <laughs> and he was, he was very high on this idea hey, wait a minute why doesn't the guy send us some money Know, well, I'm waiting for money from him, but the other thing is I think I'm going to get some cards from him. Oh, God. I think we need a couple of these cards. Yeah,
0: yeah. As long as mine says Adam Curry, former Soviet, Soviet spy, spy. Then, then, then I'm fine with it. <laughs> no, but I, I was amazed. And I have to say, the, you know what the thing that really threw me off as I was looking at their website, Fridelity.be, is the English translation had some glaring grammatical errors in it. And that's why I thought this has got to be phony.
2: And right, I, I which is what of, you find in in in, in uh, hoaxes. stuff coming out of China and hoaxes, yeah, in or...
0: hoaxes in Nigeria,
2: <laughs> that, Nigeria is kind of a good example. Wow.
0: And like, but it's it. So first of all, the CEO of Fidelity, check your English because you, you have some glaring errors on your uh, on the English version of your page. And I might point out that I I made a mistake. Uh, I said, why is this in German? Because it has three languages: English, Dutch, and German.
2: Yeah, and I guess you got called on that one. I didn't.
0: German is actually an official language of Belgium. Yeah, who knew? And and I've lived there. Well, I lived in one part of it, but I've heard plenty of French. I've heard plenty of Dutch or Flemish. Uh, i I never heard anyone speak German to me in Belgium, uh, but it's an official language. Maybe that's a throwback to the Second World War or something. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so along the uh, United Nations of Europe, uh, Gitmo Nation Supreme there, Uh, Some reporting coming from uh, the lowlands that the European Union uh, member states are all breaking the law on their retention of data. And, of course, you know, there's always these laws like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll only keep it uh, for uh, 24 months or uh, a year or whatever, and, uh, of course, there's no one who actually checks and, see, you know, everyone, so the law's written, everyone goes, oh, okay, ho-hum, let me have another aspartame gum, and, oh, I feel fine, and who cares. And they've done some research, the, you know, privacy uh, <coughs> crackpots out there, and it uh, turns out that uh, some, some countries are even, have kept data up to 10 years, even though there's a maximum on any retention of data of, of 24 months. And they just keep, oh, whatever. Yeah, we're sorry. we'll 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 look into it. We'll fix it. <laughs> 10 years retention of your data. That place yeah. is Gitmo Supreme, man. It's just un- Yeah, it's going to un- be for a laugh. Un- unbelievable. Maybe
2: the the the, the population will rise up and burn down the computer centers.
0: No, I don't th- I don't t-
2: I got a short picture of that.
0: <clears throat> so we um got a lot of email as well. Uh and it makes so much sense. Boy, how could we have missed this one? So, of course, after, and you remember the, 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 the frenzy, the media storm about Toyotas with ex- accelerators sticking and people dying and Right, and, and, and we Prius were suspect from the Lexus. beginning that
2: it was something to do with something, some political Financial.
0: We thought it was financial related to
2: Japan. Or political.
0: Yeah, but, but Japan had just said, oh, we're not going to buy here. Right, we your, thought it was about the bonds. Buy the T-bills, exactly. And, uh, boy, did we miss it because, of course, the prime minister resigned. The prime minister of Japan resigned over the base in Okinawa, where, by the way, there was an earthquake as well during that whole
2: fracas. Yeah. And so that th- probably the earthquake guys listen to our show. They said, geez, these idiots don't even get it. Let's put a little earthquake over there. Then Adam, for sure, will spot <laughs> that we're reminding them. But Hello, no. Adam.
0: The, the, in no. fact, they're doing it just for our benefit. Yeah, yeah. they actually they're sitting there with their with their earbuds and their iPods. Getting, Listen to crackpot and buzz. Yeah, man, I heard that. You know, hey, uh, put coordinates yeah, Look of over Okinawa. here. Look over here.
2: They put it quite These guys are idiots. These two guys. What do we have to do? What we have to do? Turn it up to five.
0: <laughs> so um, the new prime minister comes in, and uh, he makes a deal with Obama about the Okinawa Islands. So about the air base there, he makes yeah. a deal, which is sketchy at best, but we're definitely not leaving. This hasn't really been, you know, been published what exactly is happening. And the Okinawa inhabitants hate the U.S. air base. There's been all kinds of shenanigans going on and, you know, it's just bad, bad vibe all around up there, over there, over yonder. And uh, so it's all taken care of. And then all of a sudden, uh, the government, I might add, the government, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, says, uh, oh, driver error.
2: Yeah, I know. I love this. <laughs> Out of the blue, after all this rigmarole, all this bullcrap, these chase scenes, and these cops, and these car-to-control cars, and all this, oh, hand-wringing, they they, they, they do this deal, and the next thing you know, they just say, oh, wait, we're wrong all along. We're sorry. Bye. Go away.
0: And what is the term? Uh, the error is between steering wheel and seatbelt I think that's the, the the term they use in the auto industry.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Me- meaning the driver. And literally, and it's just like, and they just publish the report, and, and the news media goes, oh, okay. All right. Guess it's true. Hmm let me have another aspartame (laughs) i feel much better now ah yeah and it just passed right over fine unbelievable but that i think you you almost can't deny that that is exactly what happened i mean it's, it's 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 as clear as the as the as the earthquakes they set off to get our attention
2: yeah we'll be by the way earthquake guys we'll be paying more close attention to these weird earthquakes so i guess there was one in washington dc that like you mentioned earlier in the show that must be telling us something i don't know what though well, we got
0: to think things about are screwed it. up in washington you know, okay you know, gee yeah presses. yeah really flip the button somewhere where i have to think about it it was a funny um funny observation one of our producers made new york magazine uh, has an article on Bertie Madoff's life in prison. Bertie Madoff, of course, uh, of the uh, the Madoff-Ponzi scheme. And, uh, John, you and I pretty much, you know, he had to go to the infirmary, and you know, we're thinking, this guy is already in Paraguay. He's, yeah, he's been swapped he's out. He's already been swapped out. So, the, so here's two things that are very interesting. And by the way, the guy that's in there now will ha- get cancer very shortly. Well, t- <laughs> check this out. So the title of the... The headline is, "Bernie Madoff, free at last. Yeah, I saw that. And the subtitle, in prison, he doesn't have to hide his lack of conscience. In fact, he's a hero for it. But then there's a picture of him on a cot uh, in jail with yeah, the, with the know, door with that, open. Yeah, I with the hairdo. But um, it, the, the, the caption says, This and the following image are photo illustrations. Any resemblance to Bernie Madoff is not coincidental. So, this is not even Bernie Madoff.
2: Yeah, isn't that a weird... Did, did, where was that? Where did that run? I forgot. New it was York in, Magazine. Oh, it's in New York Magazine, right with these photos of this Bernie Madoff lookalike.
0: But it literally says, this and the following image are photo illustrations. Any resemblance to Bernie Madoff is not coincidental. So, it, it's not even the guy!
2: Uh, the whole thing is... It, it, it's just it's mind-boggling.
0: I mean, are they just trying to, to shove it in my face and laugh at me now?
2: Apparently, yeah.
0: It's just unbelievable.
2: Why couldn't they get a real picture of Bernie Madoff? Well, they wouldn't get the lighting, wouldn't be right. (laughs) Yeah, okay, nice. News- they can't leave him in the in the cell with Bernie because be the Bernie may go berserk and kill him. Kill him. Who knows? But, After watching that lockup show, anything's possible.
0: The Ministry of Truth has really, uh,
2: really been blowing it off it's big out. It's out of control. Yes. In the so, my, so talking about sitting around with the family where you have uh, you know the, everyone's enlightened to some extent, and they c- catch stuff. You got your wake up call, man. My wife caught this one. Brett Michaels. Who we've already discussed on this show to an extreme, uh, who's now trying to get become the third judge on the American Idol show, and he's and he's promoting himself. He was on Joy Behar, and he slips up and 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 starts talking about if I was going to win the Apprentice, if I'm going to win. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, if I was going to be in the finals, uh, he had it was like. He wait a had, minute! Wait
0: a minute! I'm confused now. Is this so? Is this before? No, this is after. So this is after he already won Celebrity Apprentice.
2: Yeah, and she, and Behar's having a nice chat with him, and he's he's trying to, and he even says, I have to phrase this correctly, because apparently he's not the brightest guy in the world, and he keeps flubbing up.
0: Okay, let let me just, then let me recall, because we do have new uh, audience members um and this was just one of those crazy calls almost like uh, me calling the, the spain the winner of the world cup three weeks before it happened when people weren't even thinking of spain uh brett michaels had uh this uh, brain aneurysm all this stuff was horribly wrong and i immediately like the, the same day or the next day on the show said watch this cinderella story uh, he's coming back and he'll win Celebrity Apprentice. And the reason I knew it is because Trump was on the morning show or the early show, I think, CBS or whatever, the, maybe it was ABC, whatever, whatever network it airs on. And he was so cavalier and like, oh, yeah, you know, I hope he pulls through, but, you know, Brett's a strong guy. He would never have done that if it was really a situation that was really, really life-threatening. And Trump, I mean, Trump is no idiot. He he, he plays his cards very well. And to know that the... um uh, that the ratings were slipping dramatically of Apprentice. In fact, they were beat out by uh, what's the uh, the Family Guy spin-off show, the Cleveland show, <laughs> which is the worst That's, thing possible. So it was that being beaten by the Cleveland show, and so it was easy to call because if you know how media works, it's like oh, it's, it's obvious the fix is completely in. So we presume that that was a fix, and lo and behold, Cinderella recovery. Recovery. He goes even Holly Robinson who was doing so great and had raised more money, even she said, I'll let him win. I mean, it was, like, so obvious. Like, okay, he's going to win. Perfect, beautiful. Now, I have two so, clips here. Which one are I supposed to play?
2: Well, the first one is the Brett Michaels on Trump where he slips up and he, he makes mention. He, he's, he kind of expresses himself in a funny way because first he starts talking about how he has to be careful what he says and how he says it. Then he talks about winning and then he says, I mean, I mean, if I can get into the finals. So he says, if I'm going to win, if I'm going to win, oh, I mean, if I'm going to get in the finals. <coughs> and Mimi immediately says, that is, there he is. There, there's the whole the slip fix. up. The fix is in.
3: All right, So we play. listen? All right. Yeah. For some music. So it was uh, But I think you saw that I, I come from Pittsburgh. I come from a very blue-collar family. You work real hard. There's no self-pity, and you get it done. And when I got a chance to do the show, and I want to watch how I wore this, not that there's any time to get a brain hemorrhage is a good time, but getting sick couldn't have come at a worse time in my life. And this is why, because I already knew I'd been in New York and fought so hard to get to the finale of Apprentice. But obviously there's a break before you get to the
1: We weren't sure if you'd get there. We were talking uh, about it all the time.
4: And I
3: I was pretty sure I wasn't going to get there. But I was determined that if I won, if I won or not win, if I I knew that I was going to be in the final two, (laughs) I was going to do everything I could to get back after I got sick. And then I already knew I was doing American Idol and I knew I was doing a tour. In fact, I was in the tour when it happened. And that's the thing for me. You, you, there's a song by Tim McGraw, a friend of mine wrote, um, it's called Live Like You're Dying. That's and right. And that's Damn. the way I live my life. I cannot, I, I've played right, shows, I broke enough. my finger in the
2: morning, played a In the morning, he said in the morning. He said in the morning, I'll take that clip. So he also said something else, and he says, I already knew. Did you hear that early on? Yeah, yeah, of course, because he already knew, knew. Okay, and then if I was going to win, if I was going to win, I mean, if I was going to get in the finals, in finals, <laughs> this right? Was just terrible, but Behar's this even guy.
0: trying to help him out. She's even saying, "You mean the finals, uh, Brett, Brett? The finals, yeah, she, Brett?" I mean, it was this was pathetic. <laughs> and Brett, Mike, I like the guy. I, you know, I, I, I met him several times, hung out. He's a sweet boy. He really is a sweet boy. N- n- absolutely sweet guy. But uh, yeah, not the
2: brightest lamp uh, in the. In the chandelier <laughs> essentially told it. He basically confirmed your belief from the get go. But it was like he was going to do this. He can't seem to. Uh, he's obviously given s- scripts and he tries to follow him as best he can. And so his next script is to be the, ne- the next judge on American Idol. And so he's got a pitch that he has, which he tells, which I believe the Joy Behar show is used by some of these people to practice.
0: Right. It's like the, the, farm, uh, the farm team. This is where you go. Yeah, you go, you go to- on
2: there, you practice yeah. your pitch, you see how it goes over, because they, they know her audience is a very specific type of audience that they can measure. And so he goes on, and so he's working on his pitch to become, to rationalize being chosen, because I, I think he may have already been chosen, but to rationalize being chosen as the next judge on American Idol, which you already mentioned on the Trump clip. But here's his, here's his pitch, if you want to hear it in advance. Here's the thing, Simon. Let me say this, Simon Cowell. What happened was that night, no one had talked to me
3: at all about being a, a judge mm-hmm. on America. The right night up. you were there, yeah. The night I was mm-hmm. there, we got done. It was a great, you know, I felt like it was a great performance. We cut the song in half because I wasn't quite all there yet. And uh, but the performance was great. The audience, it was a, it was the only standing ovation we right. got in the night, which is killer. And. What happened is Simon Cowell made a really nice comment after the show. He just said Brett would be a great replacement. He's lived it. He's has lived this life.
0: Yeah. What, he's, li- he's lived Simon Cowell's life of hookers and blow? <laughs> it <laughs> makes no
3: sense. And listen, I think the biggest mistake that American Idol can make, whether they choose me or not, Simon Cowell's an original. Brutally honest, but an original. Yes. He made that show great. He did,
1: and I don't know if he can survive without him. Uh, and I'm
3: telling you, I, I feel that they won't, will not survive without him if they try to replace him with someone that's a knockoff of Simon Cal, I think if they put someone on that show... Do you want they, to do it? I would love to do it. You would? I would really bring it to the table. Well, you would,
1: say, you said it, you're saying it here, so Yeah, maybe. I'm saying
3: it, I would love to do it. I think... as I I, love, I passionately love music, and watching people perform... Yeah,
0: see, Joy slips a little thing in there. She says, uh, you're saying it here. Now, she's going to use that because, of course, she knows exactly what's going on uh, because the, everything is all set up behind the scenes, and right. uh, she's just saying that so that she can then later go back and say, he said it here first on the Joy Behar show. That's, that's her payoff right there.
3: Love music yeah. and watching people perform and play. I could say. What would good, you say to and,
1: somebody like that? Hung kid. What was that kid's name? Bill Hung. That, yeah, the that one
3: that was kind of William a joke, hung, right? Yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of a joke. What Here's was, the thing. I would like say exactly what I'd say, say. Say, dude, that is f- <laughs> that is. F- <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious, bro. Now I would say, I would say, dude, I would say that is hilarious. As well.
0: Gee, I guess the show is not live as I
3: thought it was, huh? Hmm, that's crazy. I would say, but let me just say this uh, to add to that. I'd say, I'd say, here's the downside, right? Yeah. The downside is 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 that it's a novelty act and it's a, it's a one trick pony and that he's wasting a lot of talented people's time. That's what I would say. It's a good, good luck, have fun, but you're wasting some people that have some talent. Okay, we're gonna have more with uh Oh, all right.
0: So, first of all, for people who are saying, "Why are they talking about Brett Michaels?" You need to understand it's not about Brett Michaels. It's about how the media works and how everything is. If you, if they're doing this with Brett Michaels, and, and by the way, American Idol is a tremendous money maker. This is just unbelievable money that is being made with this. And just shows you how it works, how it is all set up, set up in advance. I love your your theory there, John, about the Joy Behar show being the testing ground, which, of course, uh, means I have to watch it more often. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, but, uh, yeah, no, okay, so good. I think you've called it. Brett Michaels to be the new judge of American Idol would make a lot of sense. He's a singer, and he's, you know, he's lived the life, and you know, he's not a direct replacement. Yeah, it's great.
2: Yeah, no, the pitch was good. I liked it. I mean, the pitch was obvious. You don't want to knock off, you know, what, you know, he, he's like, it's a setup for, you know, he, of course, he has to go and and perfect this pitch a little bit more and go on maybe the Today Show or something else. Yeah, yeah he's,
0: not, he's not quite ready for the for the big times yet. But yeah, getting,
2: but he'll have it done and then bingo, you know, they'll choose him and that'll be the end of it. Now, of course, you know, if they realize that maybe he's, he's going to not be <laughs> any good or he's, you know, going to fumble like he seems to be doing here. A little bit. Uh, they it's maybe all right. The,
0: sh- the show is all hacked up until it gets. Yeah, to the it is live all hacked up, and that's a and good
2: example. Up. By the way, good call on the on the bleep because you don't you can't bleep a live show like that. Even. No. And no. they don't put TV on a delay. Uh, it's just not. It's just not doable. Poly- and by the way, the FCC has ruled
0: that um, incidental uh, f bombs are okay now. Yeah. So that's all right he can say it. It's not, I was it's listening not to the
2: guy on, it was a, another C-SPAN show or one of these shows where the guy was discussing it. it was It was the lawyer, I can't remember what show it was, but it was the lawyer for Fox who brought the suit. And um, he says that even to this day, even though that there they all these you know lawsuits about the $350,000 fine and all the rest of it, it, still never applied to anything between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. He claims that, to this day, and it's always been the case that you can drop an f bomb at eleven thirty right, after the waterfall, the, yeah, yeah, on the Today the Show whatever, or the Tonight yeah. Show. Yeah, but he says nobody they choose not to do it, and they will bleep it because they don't want to offend anybody, right? But uh, it is, uh, it was still, you know, he says all those things. You see, like on Letterman, Letterman's cussing constantly now on the show, and they 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 honk a horn.
0: Hart uh, Hartwell in the chat room just picked up on something that uh, you and I both missed in that clip. Brett says, wasting talented
2: people's time. Yeah, no, I, I heard that, but I don't know. I, I didn't know what to comment on, but what, what, what was the... Uh, well, who, what, who, the who are the
0: talented people on that show?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the contestants? staff? The, the judges? Who are
0: the talented people on the? You're wasting talented people's time. Get off my show, you slave. Hey, a patronizing. Hey, by the way, by the way, John, what the hell? we didn't propagate today i feel bad i gotta do this for a minute hold on
2: our formula is this we go out
0: we hit people in the mouth i, I can't believe that we actually forgot to do that
2: we didn't have any executive producers oh that's why but
0: yeah. well, we can still sing it all together now
3: shut up sleep
2: and stop wasting talented people's time i think we should take that clip out and use it. Stop wasting talented people's time. <laughs> yeah, just, stop
0: wasting talented people's time, man. Hey, um, we got uh, <coughs> producer John, uh, from Gitmo Nation East, and he will go only as producer John. He's also a uh, a, a non douchebag. He's a uh, he's been de-douched. Uh <coughs> Remember, there was a re- <coughs> excuse me, a couple of suppressed reports. About the, (coughs) I've got, you okay? (coughs) No. (coughs) mm, Mm. Nothing a little bit of fluoride won't fix. Um, There's been a lot of suppressed reports uh, about tasers. And he dug up a report that had been removed from the uh, Ministry of Homeland in Gitmo East about, uh, actually this is a, a study that was done in Los Angeles on taser use because you know now they're also talking about shotgun tasers. This is the latest thing. Have you heard about these? So they
2: shoot out of uh, distance, long distance.
0: yeah, but long distance. So <coughs> long so distance. It's, it's not just like a handgun; it's a shotgun <laughs> with a scope, so it can get you from a real long distance. I don't know if if it goes with wires or how it works. No, they tend to have these little wires. Yeah, well, on the on the on the short range ones. So um, and he dug up this this study, and I think maybe I'll have to post the uh, the whole pdf and it was, he found it through archive.org i think somehow he's able to because it was removed for some obvious reasons so this study was done at the king drew medical center in los angeles 92% of all patients who've been shot with a taser stated they had total amnesia about the event 92% hmm. and i think that is i mean if you get shot with a gun like a bullet you tend to remember it. In fact, uh, they have some counter studies on that in this same document. But if you're shot with a taser, 92% of the people cannot remember the event, could not remember being subjected to the taser, uh, and believe that, the, and the, the report believes that this may reflect indirect consequences of the peripheral actions of the taser discharge on the central nervous system. And uh, I'm thinking, Taser, not so good.
2: Well, it's good if you're a policeman and does not want to be, uh, uh, you know, you don't want somebody testifying against you under some circumstances. <laughs> yeah, because
0: you forgot. I, I don't I mean, right now, I I mean, there's recall. a
2: good article. If you can go to dvorak.org slash blog and look up uh, uh, Maryland, I guess. And, but it's on the front page right now about the, you know, the co- some kid's driving along on his car or in his bicycle, motorcycle and he's got a camera mounted on his head. And he gets a movie of this idiot cop coming out with his gun pulled to give him a speeding ticket, and he posted on YouTube. And now he's up. Now, according to Maryland law, it's like wiretapping, and he's going to get 16 years in jail. Really? Yeah.
0: Jesus. Who's going to protest for this kid? Who's going to help this kid get out of jail?
2: Well, you know the the funny thing is the ACLU has not picked up the ball on any of this. uh, You can't take that picture. uh, Bull crap and uh, it's it's becoming a problem. I mean, these cops are... You know, if you got... The cops can take movies of you walking down the street. There's no reason you can't take a pic- movie of a cop walking down the street. I don't think I don't see why it should be illegal. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, so this kind of thing, the, the taser, I think, is if the cops get... You know, some of these cops get... Uh, was the words on the street that it gives you amnesia. They'll just taser you, then shoot you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't play that clip last week. It was... Um... Uh, the G twenty and there was uh i don 't know if you saw that clip the woman blowing bubbles at the uh, at the police Did no you? i didn 't see that clip actually, let me just grab that. let me just play that for you because it so she 's standing right in front of a couple of uh, of these cops who are protecting the elites in their elite uh, conference, talking about how they 're going to fuck us all
2: and by the way somebody's some taxpayers are paying for those cops to be working overtime yeah a billion dollars but listen listen to taxpayers should be in full revolt over this sort of thing yeah but the Canadian so uh,
0: so she's blowing bubbles and I want you to listen to this cop's attitude and there is actually one guy who like kind of stands up for a second and then like says something and walks away swiftly <laughs>
2: <laughs> you
1: gotta get in you gotta get out yeah
0: he definitely got got in and out real quick hold on <laughs> This is from uh, The Real News, which actually is pretty good. So here she is blowing bubbles.
4: And, and
0: there's actually a female cop who's standing on, and who's kind of cute, by the way. And she's looking at her, and she's actually smiling, but then this cop next to her just goes off. It
2: is a mystery.
1: No. <laughs> no, I have nothing to
5: hide. If the bubble touches me, you are going to be arrested for assault. Do you understand me? That? Yes, that's right. it's a deliberate act on your behalf. I'm going to arrest you. Do you understand me? I understand. Right, you're going to be in handcuffs. All right? You either knock it off with the bubble, you touch me with that bubble, and you're going into custody. Right?
0: I'm putting it away. Right. Thank you. But I would also like to
5: know. You want to bait the Police, throw that on me you know, or that other officer, and it gets in her eyes. It's a detergent. She'll so be going into custody. I understand do we understand each other? I do. I and put it away. You. I am doing that at this moment. Right. I Discussion's it. over.
0: If we could put it away, slave with those bubbles. Discussion's over. Do you understand me? If a bubble
2: touches me, that's assault. It's a, it's a detergent. <laughs> God, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he doesn't sound Canadian. He sounds like a... He's like, probably some cop that was, you know, run, run out of the department in, you know, Macon, Georgia. Yeah. Or place <laughs> where he used to beat people and then move it up to Canada. He's working there. I mean, he doesn't sound like a normal person. No. no.
0: It, it, but you have to also see his face, man. It's just like, I'm going to kick your ass with your
2: bubbles, bitch. Those bubbles, it's bubbles, an assault. It's a, d- so, so, it's a so this big, tough cop, yeah. big, tough cop, a bubble is assault to him. Big, tough guy. That's right. That bubble, if it touches the other officer, it's a detergent. You're going to be in handcuffs.
0: Discussion is over, slave. Do you understand? So, uh, the human resource story of the
2: day. This gives people a lot of respect for the police. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I can't just stand there and just... You know, do his job. He has to be a. Yeah, a, remember
0: when uh, in the '60s, John, you would put uh, fl- daisies in the muzzles of uh, of the riot cops' uh, rifles. Daisy. Yeah, I'm sure people you did, did that. that. I'm sure you did that. Actually, we got a couple reports from uh, from people who were saying, "Hey, man, the cops like stealing from us. They arrest us. Uh, they throw us in jail, and then all our money's
2: gone." There's a yeah. There was a couple. We got a couple emails, and one of them was one of them in particular was going on about. I forgot where this was. We should have, I should have uh, printed it out. But anyway, apparently everyone who gets arrested or brought in, they, they steal their money.
0: Yeah, no, I, I actually have it here. Jacksonville, Florida is uh, what Captain Scott sent in. And he said that uh, he uh, he has this long-winded story, but he was falsely accused of something. and then, But the whole point is he and other people are finding that they get arrested, the cops take their stuff, and then they don't get their cash back. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The ba- good cops are bad cops. They're always. DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, the people who actually invented the internet, of course Al Gore says that he did it, the oversex poodle, uh, have come up with a way uh, they believe to uh, suck power from the human being. It's just a great story. <laughs> so, yeah, so these little sensors... This is not news.
2: No, but I, it's not... I've heard about this years ago.
0: It's not news, but it's Smithsonian, you know, so it's it's a little more serious. Um, and I think they're just setting us up. I mean, this is the matrix. You know, so we've got... The, our bodies generate heat, but also vibrations. When we move, it's kinetic energy, and both forms can be converted into electricity, and now MIT... It says, uh, yeah, we're working on this. Uh, we, have, uh, uh, we are working a way to harvest adequate amounts of power from the human body and then direct, uh, efficiently direct it to the device that needs it, which would be your scram bracelet, I guess. Harvest. I just love the word
2: harvest. Harvest is good. Yeah, and well, that's just did associate you with the matrix. By the way, you mentioned Al Gore, and I have to bring up a pet peeve of mine. Ooh. You wanna, well, why don't we do the, the jingle up front, then? John C. DeVorex pet peeve of the day. You know, Al Gore said he invented the Internet, and I saw him say it. So I'd, I'm just curious as to why Snopes, of all things, which is a debunking operation, claims that this is false. And let me just even read from Snopes. It's the claim is Vice President Al Gore claimed that he invented the Internet. Status. False. And then it goes on to explain that he never said he invented the Internet. Here's what he said, and this is an exact quote, but at the same time, what does it mean? During my service in the United States Congress, I took the initiative in creating the Internet. That's, what, that's the quote that Snopes itself uses. People just kind of generalize and say, well, Al Gore claims he invented the Internet. That's what he's claiming. He took the initiative in creating the – what does creating the Internet mean if it doesn't mean invent? Then so why is Scopes, you know, or Snopes, I'm sorry, I said Scopes, Snopes, you, this is the kind of, you know, you go Snopes.com, you can find it, you, this is where you look up hoaxes, because most of the hoaxes are outlined in Snopes, but for some reason they take Al Gore aside in this bullcrap, and I'd like to know why. This is one of the many reasons why, just like Wikipedia, I don't
0: take Snopes, you know, people, you even send me Snopes from time to time and say, this is not true, Curry. Chemtrails trail, chem don't exist. Look, Snopes debunked it. I never Along seen with, with Snopes, debunked me- oh! the chemtrails. Uh, maybe not the. Uh, I don't know. Hold on a second. Let me
2: see. Devorah you will not find it. Snopes. I don't. I don't think I've ever sent you a Snopes. Yes, anything. you
0: have. You have.
2: M- m- oh, mo- and in fact, I was alarmed. Oh, that's because you thought you'd won a million dollars from some guy in Nigeria.
0: In fact, I was alarmed when you sent. I'm like, wow, John actually takes
2: Snopes as like religion. Like this is like this is the real deal. Hmm. Snopes, generally speaking, catches hoaxes pretty well, but here, 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 John C. No Dvorak, that- here, John C. Dvorak. Well, it only
0: took. This is sent on uh, June nineteenth, two thousand nine. Well, it only took one quick oh, search uh, uh, to name, find okay. that these are bogus, and then you send a Snopes link to some pictures. Yes, yeah, Sno- there you go. So you're you're taking Snopes. Uh, Okay,
2: fine. You you made your point. Snopes is dubious, but it seems to me that quoting, actually quoting Gore saying he's created the internet and then saying status false, to me is just just an indictment of Snopes. Well, yes. You are (laughs)
0: correct, sir. (laughs) All right, so let me uh, back up uh, my claim about uh, fixing of soccer matches with a States fine article. celebrating
4: Spain's World Cup win, the international soccer world faces a major scandal. Authorities in Germany say an investigation into game fixing now involves 270 matches and may
3: involve referees and players in at least <laughs> nine countries. Investigative
4: journalist Declan Hill wrote the groundbreaking book, The Fix, Soccer and Organized Crime. Declan, welcome. How typically does organized crime behind the scenes influence what happens to what we see on the field? Unfortunately, more than than uh, most people uh, realize, and what what the Germans have uncovered is and, and confirmed is what I talk about in the book. It's that the Asian gambling market, which is this enormous industry, absolutely gigantic, is coming uh... is really coming both into europe and into north america because of the size of the 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 gambling market there it's corrupted most of the asian sports league and now it's starting to corrupt these leagues around the world so it's a huge huge problem and they're only really just beginning to tackle it now and what's the potential effect for someone who watches sporting events <laughs> Nothing, because we're stupid slaves and we're aspartamed. It's extraordinary. I mean, it's absolutely extraordinary. uh, We'll start with Asia, and then we can talk about Europe. But in, in um, in China, I was recently on a documentary, and part of the documentary was an interview with the Chinese premier, Hu Jintao, and he's talking about their league being a national disgrace. Um... Uh, there was the sports official in in China and also in Malaysia and Singapore talking about uh, 70% of their games (laughs) being fixed. Seven, zero percent. So it's more normal in some of these leagues for a fan to see a fixed match than it is to see them being played in a normal match. Now, European sports... Aren't like that, but gradually the same guys that have been fixing and corrupting all these leagues in Asia are coming to Europe. They're actually starting to arrive in North America, and they're making alliances with local criminals. It's really the globalization of corruption, and it's a big, big problem. German investigators. Yeah, to- I could listen to that guy all day long. I love it. I so the Germans have come out two hundred
2: and seventy matches. They have people in jail right now. Wow, there's people in
0: jail waiting indictments. I see someone else, uh, Dan, sent me a whole list of things. that I'll have to put them all in the the show notes. Uh, A Newsnight report, they claim the lesser-known team games may have been fixed. The example in the report was Nigeria. They've warned FIFA about potential fixes in the game because of how Nigeria beat Argentina, but then went on to lose against Greece. They also say some of the behavior on the pitch to get people sent off on behalf of Nigeria, the random headbutt, and then, of course, the red card, uh, but of course, FIFA says no. That can't be right. We're all cool. So, do uh, you think we're crazy? We're one thing we're not is uh, soccer fanatics. <laughs>
5: That's so. for sure.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just shows. Do you think the Roman games were fixed when they threw those Christians down to the lions? You think? Oh, that the, absolutely. That they uh, said, hey, all right. Uh, listen
2: there, that, there had to be some highly entertaining Christians. They didn't want to get killed. <laughs> get them killed. They yeah. would dope up the animals. Yeah, there had to be. I right? mean, they had to. I mean, why not? It's, it's got to be rigged. That, those kinds of things are always rigged. Meanwhile, Gitmo Nation Lowlands
0: is so horny on getting the World Cup 2018 to the Netherlands. Listen to what they're doing. This, by the way, of course, is the country that, oh, what are we now? we're six weeks into it, still no government because the queen hasn't been able to figure out who's going to run the ministry of justice to
2: keep the pedophiles in there. They have no, uh, they don't need a government. Apparently.
0: Well, no one gives a crap. It's not on the front page of the paper anymore. So, um, so of course they have decommit, they have a decommissioned cabinet. The cabinet fell. Oh my gosh, this is now four months ago. I think over, uh, extending the stay in Afghanistan. Of course, no change in the stay in Afghanistan for the Dutch troops while this is taking place they're still just hanging out there getting killed don't hear about that more a couple kids killed couple british kids killed 5 in 24 hours recently <sighs> uh so fifa the uh, federation the international football federation association of assholes uh will uh have complete tax free reign if they come to the Netherlands in 2018. Uh, Oh, what a scam. So no VAT, which is currently at 18%. Wow. Uh, Hotel rooms normally cost 250 euros. FIFA will only have to pay 200 euros. But even when um, filling up their cars with petrol uh, or doing some grocery shopping, they would be... Completely free of paying the 18% VAT on everything.
2: So they'd have a little card or something to get their VAT back? I guess,
0: back. yeah. I, I don't know if they get it. I don't know how it would work. I
2: think we should try to get one of these cards. You know they're going to go on <laughs> the black market, right?
0: Another one. Yeah, let's get one of those cards. Yeah, we'll have a whole bunch. Mm.
2: <laughs> I'm just, just blown away. That'll be the time to go visit Holland. Yeah, for sure. Just blown away, though. Blown away by it all. Well, people. the VAT is coming to, to the United States of America, so get used to it. <sighs> yeah.
0: Do we have any, you got a couple clips left, John. Do you have anything positive to report so no, we can these go are on, these on, a, are on a high, high notes.
2: Clips. We don't need to run them today. We can run them next time. Uh, um,
0: we could do a little bit of uh, how we could, well, actually we could just to do that, just because it's funny. Could,
3: All aboard, trains good, planes
0: bad.
2: Sorry? No, you love that theme. I do. You'll be singing it all day now. Yeah, I will. And <laughs> and when you
0: sing that, I'm going to, okay, when you hear that jingle, you will donate.
2: <laughs> we need to get some, uh, some, uh, binaural uh, eye or stuff. We, we no, it's just meant to do a, have it in the background, you know, some sort of subliminal message. Yeah, you will donate, donate to the show at slash NA. So after two, uh,
0: Two people were asked to fill the shoes of the head of Transportation Security Administration, the TSA. Two of them said, "Uh, I don't think so. Uh, This jabroni, John Pistoli, uh, took the job. He's Scary looking dude. He is the new TSA chief. And he says, uh, protecting riders on mass transit systems from terrorist attacks will be as a higher priority as ensuring safe air travel.
2: Oh, there we, we'll be taking our shoes off. No, the president promised. No,
0: the president promised he wouldn't have to do that, remember? He said, That's what that- he said. yeah, he said it. He said it and we're going to throw it back in his face when we're when we're going through uh, full body scanners to get on the train. In his first interview since taking over the TSA, former FBI Deputy Director John Pistoli told USA today uh that some terrorists consider subway and rail cars an easier target because he has conference media conference call. Hey, Ooh, conference hey call. Abdullah. what do you think is an easy target ah real cars yes subway much easier given the list of threats on subways and rails over the last six years oh by the way ever hear of seven seven when they blew up buses and subways in england wasn't that enough warning if you're really serious about it you dick uh we know that some terrorist groups see rail and subways as being more vulnerable because there's not the type of screening you find in aviation from my perspective that is an equally important threat area. So, yes, uh, get ready to take off your shoes before boarding Getting your on the train. the subway in
2: New York City. And Can the you train. Imagine? And the train. Uh, so yeah, this is not going to fly.
0: So Hill and Knowlton, that's K-N-O-W-L-T-O-N. A lot of people uh, don't catch the name. Hill, as you'd expect it to be spelled, and Knowlton, who are the most sophisticated, largest PR agency in the world, bar none, I think. Uh, who have all these consultants? They're definitely the top three. Former politicians, you know, policymakers, and this is how the world works, and this is how news works, and this is how a lot of mo- modern
2: public relations is actually was invented by this company. Right,
0: France, or should I say France, stops constructions of new motorways. Ugh. favoring the roads is no longer up to date. French policymakers say, "Oh yes." because we need high speed train that's what's going the french buy the-, the germans by the way are not on this tip the germans are uh, not buying it and the, you know and also the german trains is all kinds of things you know they yeah the german trains are they breaking anyway. down i mean siemens
2: by the way makes those trains in germany and the french have it done by this other company and the french ones work and the, the siemens ones are always having issues
0: yeah and and
2: the germans are are just not having any of it Yeah, because they've already seen the results of the idea.
0: I think Hill and Knowlton just doesn't have a good office there.
2: That Probably, yeah, exactly. In fact, this is a good argument. In fact, the Hill and Knowlton people, because they're going to end up listening to this anyway, uh, should send us some money. Yeah, thank you, because we have a jingle for you. Because we just gave them (laughs) a tip that's worth a lot of money, which is to do better work in Germany. Get into Berlin. Yeah, (laughs) there's lots of
0: tax incentives in Berlin, too. There's uh, now uh, a CABT.org, the Coalition Against Bigger Trucks. (laughs) Yeah, I know. This is another reason to, uh, because of course all these trains are not really about transporting your human resource ass. It's about transporting goods to you. All right. Freight trains. And so there's a, I wonder who, uh, who is this? Let me. Just, I well, you
2: know, I'm, I'm way for these guys because we're not talking about bigger trucks as in bigger. We're talking about triples. These guys drive around the freeway. It's illegal in California, by the way. I don't think you can carry a double in California and get away with it. You have your b- regular giant rig with a big truck, and then you have attached to your truck a trailer hooked on by a bar with another truck essentially behind it. And so you go down the road, and you're carrying these two loads, and if you got into a tangle or something, it would be a huge mess, and it's been a huge mess. And then there's a thing called a triple, where they're carrying, it's a truck carrying a truck carrying a truck. There's three of these things. It's like a train on the road.
0: Coalition Against Bigger Trucks, LLC, registered in Alexandria, Virginia. Ooh, gee well, so much, why know? does that not surprise me it's kind yeah. of funny though they had this whole animation where they show a, a boeing 747 and then they show a truck and so they're basically equating these long trucks to airplanes and of course we know planes are
2: bad planes are really bad for you yeah, you might as well make that equation right there
0: as uh, as documented by the los angeles chronicle who have another beautiful piece titled the fear of flying <laughs> And it tells you why you're afraid to fly. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me.
2: Yeah, it's, it was, uh, that piece was... Uh, totally useless. It was, somebody uh, sent that around saying, is this like a hit piece? It was not even qualifies It's just a piece of crap is what it is. A throwaway. And then Transportation for America
0: reports um, uh, American Conservative magazine rails against the machine promoting alternatives to the automobile. You know, uh,
2: groovy. Groovy. You know, I don't understand the point. Uh, This does bother me a little bit because there's got to be either that or it's just somebody came up with the idea and they a form of marketing to to try to sell us on high-speed rail for passenger service. Why don't they just be honest about it and say, look, it's cheaper and more efficient to have uh, move freight on rail They've tried these commercials a couple of times. I guess nobody pays attention to them. They discuss how much, how much, how many pounds you can move per mile at, at what cost. And rail tra- service for freight is extremely inexpensive, especially when you have a lot of stuff, and and you make these big trains. And one, if they were just honest, what there's this, this idea of trying to sell the public on and effect fact to the point where the French would stop building roads is ridiculous because we're not going to especially in the United states we're a car oriented society ever since the this the the interstate highway system was put together. we drive cars in where you live you can't even live you can't even survive without a car
0: I, and this is the problem. on Thursday show I said I need a car, I need money to buy a car that's what I need your
2: support for and apparently nobody thought and everyone was
3: screw curry (laughs) screw
0: curry we're not giving a car he's
2: gonna go buy a car with it yeah this is
0: no good no (laughs) i mean he's to stay home and work lebron james can shave points and game fix and he'll
2: make a hundred million dollars but curry no he can't have a car no way no that would be bad so anyway, so they, they're I, I do not you know, they're not going to get people out of their cars. They have tried to do this, the bicycle lanes in Berkeley and all the rest of this. And, you know, people that, yeah, I don't know about you, but everybody I know that's made a, a habit out of really riding a bike seriously, a pedal bike seriously, always gets hit. And, and when they're like, you know, 50, 60 years old, they've got a crutch and they've got a broken hip. It you know, never healed right because they got run over while they're driving their bicycle. Well, it's entertainment. so the point is is that uh and they're they're so healthy during that little era uh we're not getting out of our cars anytime soon let's
0: and we're not getting off of foreign oil anytime soon look around you every piece of plastic every piece of every petrochemical product you have in your home stop believing the
2: lies yeah what are we gonna do have our computer monitors made out of wood
0: yeah hey you still have one of those i do yeah all right, so uh, that's it uh, for our. Let me just do the jingle one more time, just so it embeds and burns into your brain. All
3: aboard! Trains
0: good, Train's bad. planes bad. Woohoo! You will donate. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that, I think we've uh, I think
2: we've done for uh, today, John. Okay, we are. I, I have got nothing left.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, on the heels of the uh, the mothership appearing over the Chinese airport. Uh, there's a report the of a
2: giant fluorescent bulb in the sky.
0: There's a report of a rain of luminous beams appearing in the sky, and there's a great picture, which I'm sure you'll say is photoshopped. It's photoshopped, uh, but of course that's because they tried to nuke the thing uh, out of existence with the from the. Maybe it was a moon base shot. Not too sure, but uh, it's okay because very soon you will be able to purchase a ticket for the uh, a boarding pass for the mothership when it uh, surfaces here in the United States, and we'll all get out of here. Everything will be fine. So, on that note, uh, support this program, because we, uh, we do put the hours in, we do uh, the work. It's noagendashow.com or dvorak.org slash na. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, I'm
2: the former Soviet spy, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I spy for no one, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back here on Thursday
0: with another early morning edition of No Agenda.